This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is the Monty Show. Presented by our good friends at The Advocates, utahadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business who never charge you a consultation fee. They never ask you for a big retainer. In fact, you don't pay The Advocates until they win your case. Find them online. Chat with an attorney live right now at theadvocates.com. Good morning, young Jake. How are you? Why do you do that, bro? Do what? Say hello to you because I care about you. We're friends. Uh, We have a lot to get to today. We will talk about the Utah Jazz. Boy, how about that Utah Jazz basketball last night in Houston? They end the five-game losing streak. Larry Markinen. Let me ask you, is this the very best of Larry Markinen? Is this the top of the mountain, Ma? Is that all we get from Larry Markinen? 49 points. En route to a comfortable victory for your Jazz. Mm-hmm. I wonder if this is top, that like, is this the maximum output that we see from Laurie? Because I think there's a chance it is. I think, I, I, I just think when you're as far into his career as you are, I think it's very difficult to, um, you know, I, I think it's very difficult to believe that you're going to get more out of Laurie Marketing. Yeah, I mean, I think that it depends who you put around him. I think you could get a little more, but I, I think that, you know, the guy is the guy is never going to be some dynamic, uh, you know, super athletic wing. That's not his body. That's not his style of game. But I do think he can be a, a, a really good shooter from three. I think he can make some some noise in the post. Like you see, you see his game last night. You see what he's able to do when he gets in the paint. So I, I think that. You know, yeah, this is probably close to his top, but there's probably a little more if you put some better guys around him. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, Maury Alvarez, who's a member of the show, thank you for joining our uh, new membership tier. Maury says, morning, boys. Fun night last night watching the game alongside you guys. Yeah, how about our uh, how about our exclusive members-only chat on Instagram last night yes. during the game? That was a good time. Uh, again, uh, right off the top of the show, we'll remind you that you too can support the show by being a member. It's $10 a month. Uh, you get an exclusive daily video. Yesterday uh, on the uh, membership tier, you got our breaking jazz news. Um, they are back in the hunt for John Collins. We'll tell you about that. Uh, but if you're a member of this show, you already know about that pending trade that we gave you almost 24 hours before anybody else gets it. So we'll talk about that coming up on the show. But it's $10 a month. Just click the join button. It also gets you access to our exclusive Monty Show members only chat on Instagram. Last night during the game, it was great to go back and forth with everybody. And um, it wasn't so good to get Jake's thoughts, but it was great to get my thoughts on the jazz game out to the masses. Right. Of course. Of course. Yeah. So, uh, Maury, good to see you. San Diego State, also a uh, member of the program. Yeah. The exclusive membership. Good morning to you. Um, You know, let's see. Steve Lopez says, happy Friday, Monty family. Don't forget to hit the like button. Yeah, seriously. Let's go right off the top today. Everybody in here, all 43 folks, come on. Give us get it going. Give us a Friday gift. Hit the like button. Let's as, get ahead of pace. As we, uh, as we get into this situation, I think the Pac-12 story is the biggest story in Utah sports this morning because I think 
Um, you know, this story that we broke yesterday on Twitter that the Pac-12 and ESPN remain far apart uh, on a deal for ESPN to be the tier one partner uh, for Pac-12 athletics. They're not close. The Pac-12, uh, you know, by some accounts has asked for as much as 45 to $50 million per school per year for tier one rights. Um, they are looking for, I think, total compensation in the order of $50 million a year, um, which is a $500 million proposition. And ESPN wants nothing to do with that conversation, uh, which I, I think is, is very smart by ESPN. And again, we come back to this situation where the question you're asking about the Pac-12 conference is, are you a viable conference if you are stream only on Amazon? I think this is a really important question today on the program. And I think when you look at Amazon, I absolutely think Amazon's a viable platform. I think they're brilliant for launching a sports-only app where you'll be able to watch all sports content in a standalone app from Amazon. I think it's absolutely brilliant. But the bottom line is Amazon, ESPN, Fox Sports, all of these TV partners that we talk about in college football, college basketball, these guys are business people. And paying the Pac-12, 40, $50 million per school per season makes no business sense whatsoever. You figure that at some point, the Pac-12 is going to want to draw even financially with the Big 12. But as we stand right now, sources in the television industry have told us that's not even a possibility at this point in time for the Pac-12 to draw even at, let's call it $30 million with the Big 12. That doesn't even seem like a possibility right now because ESPN... I think is is making it pretty clear they're not interested in being a tier one partner with the Pac-12. And I think what we're seeing very quickly is this dynamic that we've talked about for several months now where ESPN and Amazon are not competitors. They don't view each other as competitors. ESPN has embraced Amazon in the streaming marketplace. And the issue that that creates for the Pac-12 is you don't have competition in the marketplace for, for your rights. And what that means is you don't have somebody saying, well, hey, you know, Amazon's willing to pay $5 for our rights. Well, I'm going to go back to ESPN and they're going to pay seven, which will make Amazon pay eight. Like there's no bidding war going on here between Amazon and ESPN. And it's a huge problem for the Pac-12, but it's a stroke of brilliance from ESPN because I think a lot of people thought that ESPN would pony up more money to keep Amazon away from Pac-12 tier one. When it's turned out just to be the opposite with the, you know, the SEC deal that ESPN did that brings SEC football to ESPN, they don't need to compete for tier one rights with the Pac-12. They most certainly at ESPN would like to have that Pac-12 after dark window on a Saturday night for certain. The issue now is there's less value in that window for ESPN because you've lost your exclusivity now that USC and UCLA have joined the Big Ten and you know that NBC is going to have that late night game. So there's a real value problem for the Pac-12 and I don't know how you fix that because it's been interesting to watch. Yesterday, I don't know how many people saw this, but Fresno, the city of Fresno introduced a resolution imploring a P5 conference to add Fresno State. Now, Truth be told, I would like to have Nike be implored to send me every Air Jordan release for free a week ahead of everybody else. But I think we all know that's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. I would love for the you know Powerball lottery to be implored to send me the winning Powerball ticket before anybody else. 
But I think we all know that's not going to happen. I'd like to implore my fat ass to lose weight and be thin like Arnold, but I think we all know that's not going to happen. It's pretty cool that Fresno State wants to implore a P5 conference to add them, but that's not going to happen right now today. And as much as the city council and the all-powerful mayor of Fresno would like it to be, uh, P5 conferences don't operate on Fresno time. They operate on Tuscaloosa time. They operate, if we're being honest, on Athens, Georgia time. That's where they operate. And Fresno can want to be in a P5, but that's probably not going to happen. But it does does bring up an interesting question. Does the Pac-12 need to expand before it signs a new TV deal? And Jake, I think that's absolutely something that the Pac-12 should look at. If you can get $25 million now for your Tier 1 rights per year per school, if you added a San Diego State to bring you back into Southern California, which is a hole in their financial arsenal right now, would it make sense to add San Diego State first before you go and make a new TV deal? Yeah, I think you have to do something other than nothing. I mean, if we're being honest, they've done absolutely nothing. Like, you've added nobody. You've been you've hemorrhaged money. You've have hemorrhaged... Uh, annual revenue that you you would have potentially realized before the SC and UCLA thing happened. Like, I think they need to do something other than nothing. So if the post-it note says Fresno State or San Diego State or whatever it says, they got to do something. You have to put a Band-Aid on this thing. You got to find a solution to bring more value. And and I think the, the ESPN not uh, choosing not to compete with Amazon and choosing instead to say, hey, yeah, you guys have your own your own space within this conversation because you're streaming instead of traditional TV. I think that what was brilliant. I agree with that. And I think that that is the type of thing that George Klyavkov and company have did not see coming. They didn't see that coming. I would guess that came as a shock to their system. So since we've been talking about this, since the inception of this conversation, I've been waiting for, hey, George Klyovkov and the Pac-12 finally added somebody. They finally, you know, brought more value to their conference, but they still haven't done that. Yet here we have the Big 12 getting TCU into the college football playoff final, the championship game, the national championship. The Big 12 has beat you to that. And, and that, to me, is the best indicator of of where the landscape is at right now. Meaning that that yeah, the Pac-12 isn't going to realize 50 million a year in their TV deal right now. There's just no path to that. And frankly, every day that goes by and every day that we get, hey, the mayor of Fresno is trying to join the Pac, I really feel like that hammers home that the Pac is kind of desperate. You know, and you do get the the Kinzanos and the Wilners of the world and all these other writers who want to say, oh, the Pac-12 is fine and we're the conference of champions and we're the best. And that's just not true. But doesn't this go back to the argument of, you know, the the Big 12 doing a TV deal sooner than later? And everybody that was criticizing the Big 12 for getting out to market earlier rather than later mm-hmm. and waiting for the Pac-12 to make a deal Again, I just ask you, what would the value position have been for the Big 12? Because if you are the Pac-12 and you sign a $250 million deal for 10 teams, that's $25 million a year, let's say. Right. That hurts the Big 12 if they don't have a deal in place. Because what's the Pac-12 trying to do now? The Pac-12 is chasing the deal 
that the Big 12 got. And they're in a position where now they've lost Southern California and specifically Los Angeles. And it begs the question, what is the value proposition of the, the Pac-12 right now? Ask yourself that. If, if, if you are selling yourself to Amazon and ESPN, let's say, and you are George Klyovkok in the Pac-12, what's the value proposition? What are you offering that, that ESPN doesn't already have? Because ESPN's already got what they want big time. The biggest games in college football yeah. will be on ESPN and the ESPN family and networks. Facts. So what is it that the Pac-12 offers that you don't have? Well, you don't offer huge football games because if we're being honest, I think the Rose Bowl ratings were absolutely nut-busting for the Pac-12. The fact that you had one of the lowest viewership totals in recent big, <coughs> like big college football game history, 10 million people watched the Rose Bowl. That is just, that is low, by the way. That's terrible. It's a 40% decrease year over year. And what that tells you is that I don't believe that the Pac-12 is the huge draw that we all think it is. And the other thing it tells you is, is that if USC and Oregon aren't playing in those games, the chances are you're not going to get a huge TV number. And with all due respect to Utah football, Utah football didn't bring people to the TV. That's oh. a huge problem. So if you're the Pac-12 and you're out to negotiations with ESPN right now, and they're like, hey, bro, we just did a, one of the worst TV numbers ever on the Rose Bowl. I'm sorry, what are we paying for? Mm -hmm. That's the reality of, uh, of, of the TV deal right now. And I don't think it's necessarily a good thing. I think this is absolutely debilitating to the Pac-12. I think it's absolutely a disaster that you see. And the other thing I think is really important here, and I don't know how many people saw this, um, and I'll put the numbers up, but one of the guys that I think we respect most in the television business um, is a guy named John Arand at Sports Business Journal. And he put out the Thursday night football numbers yesterday. Look at the Thursday night football numbers. Mm. Last year, they were 16.2 million viewers on Fox, NFL Network, Amazon, and local channels. Okay, okay. This year, 9.6 million viewers on Amazon Prime and local channels. Uh-oh. Oof. That is a big drop. So if we if we look at these numbers, what 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 is the consumer telling us? Because I'm a huge believer in this. You have to listen to what the consumer, the message the consumer is sending, which is, hey, I don't want to flip over to Amazon to watch one game. That's what that says to me. It doesn't definitively say people won't go to Amazon to watch football, right? I'm not going to go that far. But I think it does definitively say that people are not going to go out of their way to catch Thursday night football on Amazon because it's one game and there's a bunch of other stuff on TV, right? Everything else, NBA, NHL, you know, the wrestling contingent, like all these other things are on TV, regular TV. So that's what I think those numbers say. But I think when you take those numbers, you then combine those numbers with the Rose Bowl numbers what are we really saying here? What's the message? The message is, hey, I want compelling football games in a proper time slot that I'm interested in. That's the message. It is not rocket science. So this Amazon Pac-12 thing, the real issue for the Pac-12, and you're never going to hear George Klyovkok or John Wilner or John Canzano or any of these guys say this, the real issue is the Pac-12 doesn't have compelling content. 
it could be badminton. If it's compelling and it's interesting and there's a lot on the line, people are going to watch, right? But there's not. There's not a lot on the line. It isn't compelling. With all due respect to Oregon and Washington, right? Like, you, like it, it's just not good enough when you have Alabama on ESPN. That's the problem. So to me, the whole the title of today's show is the Pac-12 has to fight for every dollar. Fighting for every dollar looks like expanding before you try to sign a TV deal. It looks like being proactive about adding value to your ad partners. Just the same way that we try to add value to you guys who watch our show, they need to add value to an Amazon deal. That's how the that's how they will get more money out of this deal, but that is not how, since the beginning of times, George Klavkoch has not had that opinion or that viewpoint or perspective on this conversation, and that is why they are here, ultimately. Well, I also think you have to go back to Brett Yormark's comments on streaming, and I think when you look at Brett Yormark, who is the who is the commissioner of the, the Big 12, his comments on, on streaming are huge. How do you look at streaming as part of the television packages you're creating? I think streaming is critically important. It's a way to reach younger consumers. Um, uh, but I think right now, my goal is to be on the broadest base platform possible because we need to grow some of our emerging brands. We, we need to distribute the Big 12 uh, as broadly as possible. Uh, but there's a place for that digital player and you know currently with ESPN we have Big 12 now on ESPN plus and as we continue the conversations with ESPN I know there's a commitment um, to glamorizing us and showcasing us in the biggest way possible on their digital platform and you'll see that in advance of any kind of extension because uh, we've got two more years after this one on our current deal so digital plays a key component and it's part of the mix I mean the guy is just brilliant and, yeah. and you you compare Yormark versus Klyovkov, and it's just not even close. And I think that's why I go back to these numbers on Thursday Night Football, and I just say to myself, good night, man. Like, you look at the – let me get this banner off the screen. You look at this number across the bottom, a 41% audience drop. That's That's not small. And, again – I think there's a lot of factors at play, and I think Oran's uh, accompanying tweet on this is really smart. Here's what Amazon's telling people about that. The lower median age of 47 uh, for a full season, that's the lowest median age, which means younger people, what did Brett Yormark just say? Mm -hmm. Younger people are critical. That's how you reach them on streaming. 47 years old was the median age of the NFL watcher. Biggest median age gap, uh, uh, a standalone NFL package and other packages. That's huge that it's seven years younger. Viewership in the 18 to 34 demo was up 11%. That's the younger demo. And what that's telling you is Amazon understands who their customer is. But there's no getting away from the fact that if you're Amazon and you are making other rights deals... You are negotiating other rights deals. You look at this slide right here. Do you really think that the NFL is not more popular than Pac-12 football? <laughs> and right now, if what we know is 41% less NFL fans are willing to go to Amazon on Thursday night, what is Amazon saying to the Pac-12? I have to believe that Amazon is hedging its bets. I have to believe that Amazon, who as we speak, is realigning its business departments, its businesses to get more financially stable, 
You can't tell me that when they're going to negotiate a deal with the Pac-12 that they're not going to squeeze down because mm -hmm. it only makes business sense. I think the one thing we know about Amazon is they're wildly intelligent when it comes to doing business. And I think what you see with Amazon is they're not just going to throw bad money after bad money. I, I again go back to this idea that ESPN and Amazon are not competitors. But what do we know about the two? They're both in the streaming business. ESPN, and this may be the best example of this, ESPN was very slow uh, to really adopt streaming on a full-scale basis. They didn't have, for the longest time, they didn't have ESPN+. Plus. They didn't have the app. And then as soon as they figured it out, they put their foot on the gas. And if you don't have ESPN+, Plus right now, you're losing. You're Plain and simply put, if you are not subscribing to ESPN+, Plus, you're losing elite content. I think ESPN knows that. And what did you hear Brett Yormark say? Hey, we have you know Pac-12 now uh, or Big 12 now on ESPN Plus, and we're going to expand that. Streaming is where you get exclusive content that you're not going to get on TV. Again, we had Kenny Scott, the uh, Utah alum, on the show yesterday, and what did we talk about? He saw Coach Prime. I saw Coach Prime. Where did we watch Coach Prime? We watched Coach Prime on Amazon Prime. And what did it make me do? It made me stay on the Amazon platform longer because Deion Sanders is one of the hottest commodities in college sports right now. That's why ESPN and Amazon don't compete because you can't compete with Amazon. Their business model is too good. And if you are the Pac-12, do you really think Cleav Cock is going to be able to negotiate around Amazon? Do you really think, if your life depended on it, are you choosing George Klyovkov to negotiate for you against the, against the behemoth known as Amazon? Obviously not. Because I'm telling you I'm not. Yeah. And what all of this says is, my sources tell me that Amazon and ESPN are driving hard bargains and that the Pac-12 is going to struggle based on their current value proposition to get beyond $25 million a year per school. And I think that's a huge problem for that league because who's signing a grant to rights for five years at $25 million? You're telling me your entire deal, those five years, your entire deal is worth what each school in the Big Ten is going to make in one year. That's what you're telling me. It's a huge problem for the Pac-12. Yeah. A huge problem. I, I, you know, the other thing that I think is really important is are we as sports fans, are we as sports consumers ready to go streaming full-time? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, yeah, I think we want it. The problem is, is there's not an all-in-one place. That's the thing. Like, like you, like we had this conversation last week, I think it was, where, you know, like for YouTube TV, you know, you have this limitation or that limitation, you know, but YouTube TV is adding Sunday tickets. So now it's like, oh, okay. Now I can, now I'll be able to buy individual what is games that? or what if is I want, that? yeah. That's called value. Yeah, it is. That's a value proposition. It is. It's, it's a value proposition and the NFL gets that. And I think that, you know, YouTube TV to me is the closest thing we have to an all-in-one. I think they do a Absolutely. phenomenal job. Like yes. I, I think there are, you know, obviously there's always going to be this channel or that channel that's not included. But for me, my needs are not sophisticated. I don't have, I, I, I'm not looking for you know, some ridiculous package. What I need is is sports, and I need, like, the problem with Fubo, as an example, is they don't carry TNT. But what did we do yesterday afternoon here? We were working yesterday, working with some clients, doing some sales stuff, and we're sitting here, and I said, hey, can you flip on FanDuel TV? I want to see FanDuel TV. And we flip around on on. YouTube TV, and there it is, FanDuel TV, right there, live and in front of you on the set. Like, 
I think YouTube TV gets it. I think they understand that the NFL is a value. And when you look at the numbers again, and I'll put those numbers back up on the screen, you look at these numbers right here, I don't believe this is Amazon spin. I think these are facts. Mm -hmm. I think I tell you every single day on the show, we're not on the radio for a reason because that's not where our consumer has told us they want, want us to, to be. Our consumer has told us they want us to do live streaming video every morning and you're on YouTube. Look at these numbers. What is the consumer telling the NFL? The younger consumer, 18 to 34, is a massively important demo. It's millennials, and it's, it's Gen Z, uh, or Gen X, excuse I don't know, what is it? Gen Z. 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 Gen Z, Z, excuse me. It's 18 to 34 is Gen Z and millennials. Yeah. Those are the people that have money. Those are the people that are buying cars. Those are the people that you can, you can make a customer right now, and they'll be a customer for life. So that number right there that says 18 to 34 demo is up 11%. The lowest median age, age 47 for a full season since 2013. Guys, that's the money demo. What Amazon's telling you is if you want to advertise on the NFL and reach that demo, Amazon Thursday Night Football is where you do it. Well, and I think the importance of that demo also is like you, you have this dynamic at play where, you know, the lowest range of that 18 to 34 is 18, right? So what you're doing is you're getting that that 28 to 34 year old who is coming into their money-making prime, but you're also getting the young person that you want to capture then so then you get all of those years ahead of their prime money-making years. Yeah. And that, to me, is really, really important because how long have we talked about, hey, like, what does the college campus kid do to watch the Pac-12 right now? Where, where, where do they get that? Where do they, like, how does that, how does that work? How are we reaching those people? How, like, that's, that's a great question, you, you man. You know what I mean? Like, you have all these people who... Who are, who are working their ass off to get these degrees and they're on campus every day and they're doing all these great things. But what does that inherently mean? Well, that inherently means that they're not home on the couch, right? They have to be out and about, which means they're on their phone, right? And the Pac-12 is not on the phone right now. That is the problem. That's the thing. So for the Pac-12, I think Amazon in that sense makes sense where you can say, hey, all of our stuff is on Amazon. So no matter where you are, you can get it. And then I think they just got to train consumers that, hey, Pac-12 football is on Amazon. But you can't have a situation where the Utes are on Amazon, uh, Washington's on ESPN, and then, and then you know, whatever, uh, Oregon State is on Pac-12 network. That doesn't work. There's no cohesiveness. And honestly, cohesiveness is what has allowed ESPN to become ESPN, if you think about it. Every major NBA game is on ESPN, right? The NHL is now on ESPN. You look at NFL, Monday Night Football is on ESPN. So ESPN understands the cohesiveness factor and understanding that in the background of someone's mind, oh, do you, hey, Jimmy, do you want to watch that game tonight, that football game tonight yeah. after we're done with class? Oh, yeah, it's on ESPN. We'll just flip it on when we get back. Like, that's what ESPN gets that I feel like the Pac-12 right now doesn't get. Yeah, and I, I think when you when you start really looking at the way that these deals are structured, man, I just, I really have fear for the Pac-12. I, I think it's a very tough sell for the Pac-12 to say, yeah, we bring you tremendous value, pay us $50 million a year. Mm -hmm. Man, that's a tough sell. I, I And I just, I, I don't even know how you get to $30 million a year. I was chatting with a, a TV industry source that I've known for years. 
And we were trying to figure out the value proposition the Pac-12 brings. And I don't know what that is. Because I don't think there's a TV executive who believes that Oregon and Washington are in, in for the long haul. But I think the PAC could create value. And that's what's baffling to me. At the end of the day, like, like take all the opinions out about like where the Pac-12's at or the money. or If we set all that aside and we just sit here and say, hey, like at a baseline, they have the resources to get creative and create more value and add more value to that distribution yeah. deal. But if you take out USC and UCLA... Mm -hmm. And I said to you, what's the biggest matchup in, in Pac-12 football? Yeah, Oregon and Washington. That's it. That's it. You, I mean, honest to goodness, Cal has been down for a decade. Stanford's been down for, what, five years now. I mean, you look at Utah. The problem is, I think Utah nationally is not a draw. And if you're Amazon, I think you need national draw. I think you need Oregon and somebody Oregon USC is a national draw on a Saturday night. If I am if I am AP voter in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, I'm probably flipping on on Oregon and USC to fall asleep to. Mm -hmm. If if it's Oregon and Cal, am I really flipping that on to make sure I see that game? I'm probably not. I'm probably not. I mean, I'm probably if I'm if it's Washington and Fresno State, let's say. No. You're going to get Seattle because I think Washington fans are, are great. Washington State fans are great. But if it's Utah and Cal, if it's Utah and Arizona for football, are we, are we, are we getting a million views on that game on Amazon? No, we're not. I, I just don't see how I, that's, that right there is the biggest question. What matchup in the Pac-12 without USC and UCLA is going to bring me a million people? I think there's only one. I think it's Oregon and Utah. Yeah. Or, or Oregon and, and um, Washington. I, I think that's it. And again, I understand that Utah doesn't want to leave the Pac-12, but we don't always get to do what we want. We're adults. We got to make adult decisions. Yep. You got, if you're Oregon, you already know you're trying to get out. You're already trying to get to the Big Ten. You already you know. know that. How much money are you going to have to give back? And here's the real question. I, know that not, I don't know that anybody really talks about this, but I think it's a really salient point. If you're Oregon... Are you willing to take $25 million to stay in the Pac-12? Or are you willing to take, I don't know what, if, you, if you're if you Oregon and you want to get in the Big Ten, you're going to have to pay to get there. Right. So instead of getting $100 million, well, you're new into the conference. We're only going to give you 70 instead of 100. Okay. So instead of getting 70, you're only going to take 50. Are you willing to be a 50% value partner in the Big Ten versus a $25 million full share in the Pac-12? I mean, if it's me, I, I am. I think it's close. I mean, if you want to play for a national championship, I think you're going to stay in the Pac-12. If you want, if you want to, if you believe that fifty million dollars makes you more money in the first three years of that deal, I think you're going to the Big Ten because the other dirty secret and the reason that I think a lot of these schools don't want to leave the Pac-12. What's Utah's quickest route to the to the national championship? <laughs> yeah. Staying in the Pac-12, man. I, do you think the Pac-12 is at any risk of not being a P5 anymore after all this shakes out? And like, you know, because again, we're sitting here talking mm. about, it comes up in my head because we're sitting here talking about names like Fresno State with San all Diego due respect. State. This, this is a San Diego State, State like, conversation. Yeah. Is San Diego State a Power 5 program? I think if you add them to a Power 5 conference, they quickly become that. If you are Fresno State and you get into the Pac-12, is that better for you? Of course it is. 
you're going to recruit better. But does that mean that you're going to ever be you're you're ever going to be the school that competes for the best quarterback on the West Coast? You're not. You're not. Not unless that kid's dream is to play at Fresno State. Yeah. Because that kid's going to USC. The best quarterbacks on the West Coast are going to Oregon. The best quarterbacks on the on the the West Coast are not going to Fresno. But I could see a kid. I could see a kid in Lake Forest, California. Southern California puts out quarterbacks like it's it's their job. I could see a kid in Lake Forest. I could see a kid in Calabasas. I could see a kid in Beverly Hills. Yeah, well, you know what? Maybe I can't get USC. Yeah, I think I want to play right away. I'm going to go to San Diego State. Keeps me in the best Mexican food in the world. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Are you going to Fresno? Are you really? If we're competing between San Diego State and let's get down to brass tacks. Okay, I'm a kid in... I'm a kid in Los Angeles, the greater Los Glendora, California. I'm a kid in I'm a kid in in Inland Empire, California. I'm a kid in Tarzana, California. I'm a four-star quarterback. USC offered me, but I'd be like fifth on the depth chart. But I've got full ride NIL big time offers from Fresno and San Diego State. Where are you going? You want to go be Top Gun with all the chicks and the golden cleavage in San Diego? Or do you want to pick, pick olives and grapes in Fresno? Because that's the difference. Let's be, let's be very honest about it. The location is the biggest problem that Fresno's got. Yeah. Derek Carr and his brother aside, who's the best player to come out of Fresno State? Off the top of your head. Yeah, you got to think about it for a minute. My point is that if you're, if you're, if you're Fresno State, sure you want the bread to get in. Sure you do. But you're also a UC school. That becomes a problem. You're also a UC school. So does the Pac-12 want another UC school? Because I think I can make an argument they don't. And you're in Fresno. Does adding Fresno right now to the Pac-12 help the Pac-12? No. Don't think it does. No. Don't think it does. Central California, God love you. But you're not bringing eyeballs to the television. The problem is, is you've lost respect. That's the problem. I would agree with that. The Pac-12 has lost respect, and I don't... There's no immediate way to get that back because the thing is, is it's not like, so like when you lose respect and people don't want to be in your conference and it's going to, and, and that's the dynamic, the, one of the ways you could create, you know, some value is by potentially getting creative within the game or like you, you need to create excitement. Like, oh, the Pac-12 is doing that. That's awesome. We would want to be a part of that, but they don't even have that option. That's why I'm saying like, you can't afford to have your mark sit up on a dais and say that, and then your mark be on the field after TCU punches its ticket to the national championship That's game right. That's and say exactly what he right. said, and then not say anything at all. That 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 is why I struggle with George, because I don't feel like... Like, I'm, I'm someone who says, okay, nobody's perfect. So, like, most times in business and in the political landscape, let's say... You're either really good at money and finance and business, but you're not yep. so good with people, or vice versa. You're really good with people, but you're not so good on the P&L statement. George isn't good with either. <laughs> I don't know how that's possible. Jake, he did calculations on the back of an I envelope. Like, how, is that, how, how did you hire someone that is actually worse than what Larry Scott was? How? I, I, don't, I just don't know how that's possible, bro. All right, let's rock and roll and get your comments in here. Thanks for listening to our soliloquy here on the Monty Show. Uh, welcome, Troy Cushing, the newest member of the exclusive Monty Show Club. Appreciate you uh, 
Troy Cushing joining the uh, joining the program. And what Troy did is he uh, clicked the join button, or you can click the link I just put in the comments. It's ten bucks a month. Program. It gets you exclusive access to uh, our content every day. We put a brand new video in the the membership only uh, category every single day. Yesterday you got it first that the Jazz are back involved in a John Collins deal. Last night we all were chatting it up, chopping it up about the Utah Jazz in our exclusive Instagram group, watching the game together, talking about it, giving opinions. It was a heck of a lot of fun. We made fun of Jake's girlfriend last night on Instagram. We really did. You know, it was amazing. Right. We had a great time talking to you guys in our exclusive Monty Show group on Instagram. And the only way you get there is by clicking the join button and paying $10 a month to support the program. Really appreciate you doing that. Troy Cushing, welcome to the group, my friend. And if you are a, uh, a member of the Monty Show, make sure you DM Jake, SLC Jake on Instagram. Uh, and let him know so he'll add you to the members-only group on Instagram. Did Salty Drunk join the Instagram group? I don't believe he did yet. Come on, Salty Drunk. Let's do this thing, bro. Uh, hey, by the way, everybody here right now, all 144 of you, please give us a thumbs up. Uh, good morning. Kurt Myers is the first one in today. Appreciate that. Um, Steve Lopez says, happy Friday. Kenai Johnson says, the finisher had a feast. 23, Larry. Yeah, we'll talk a lot about the finisher. Coming up here in about 22 minutes uh, at 7 o'clock if you're watching the show live. Top of the hour if you are not. Uh, New York Monty fan, what's up? How are you, bud? Good to see you. Happy to be back. Finally, the Jazz snapped the losing streak. They yeah. did. Yeah. Absolutely, they did. Uh, Rick uh, Forster says, how about them Houston Cougars? Uh, <laughs> Jordan Brown says, good morning. Go Utes. What's up? D-Rock. Hey, D-Rock. How about Sam Hartman? Let's go, baby. The best quarterback in the transfer portal. Myar and we, the fighting Irish in Notre Dame. <coughs> Jake, your thoughts? No comment. Didn't think so. Uh, Josh Lovern, good morning to you, coach. He says, is Disney trying to sell ABC and ESPN? I believe they are. Uh, and it's one of the other things that I think you're seeing with this, with this Pac-12 situation. We talked about this last week on the show with Bob Iger coming back into the fold and running Disney again. One of the things I think that, that we see that's going to happen at Disney, they are either going to spin off ABC and ESPN, really their broadcast side of things, into its own company, or they're going to sell those assets off because Disney's got to find a way to get profitable again. One of the things that Disney's really battling is the price of just a, a single-day ticket is out of reach for most consumers now to get into a Disneyland or Disney World property. And it's really becoming a problem um, they're not able to Disney. One of the issues they've had is they're not able to, to market to the garden variety consumer anymore, especially in their local areas in Orlando and, and in, you know, Anaheim, for instance, can the Anaheim resident afford to pay more than a hundred dollars per ticket, per ticket to get in? Can they afford, if you've got a family of five, like three kids, a husband and a wife, can you afford, afford $5,000 a year for annual passes for the family? Bro. Come on. Well, the answer is obviously no to that. So Disney's got to find value proposition here for the consumer. And the only way to do that is to be more profitable. And that means spinning off ABC and ESPN, things like ESPN radio, like all of those assets become value propositions for Disney. So yeah, Josh, I think you're, you're absolutely going to see that. Uh, Brett Burnett says, yes, selling as Disney Iger CEO, not messing around. He has to, has to. Uh, good morning to John Coy. John says, pack schools uh, to the Big 12. I don't think so, not yet. 
Because I also think that if you are, if you're Oregon and Washington, is the Big 12 a place you want to be? Nah, probably not. Let's be real honest about that. It's probably not a fit for you. Now, if you're Utah, Colorado, and the Arizona schools, that's a good fit in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. I think once this, once this deal comes forward, who signs the grant of rights and who does not? And I know I've said this before, but I want to make sure everybody understands this. Mm-hmm. The way these, these negotiations work is Kleavkok is going to go and negotiate a deal with ESPN. That deal is for a grant of rights. You are granting ESPN the right to tier two games. What happens then is, okay, great. I agree. You agree. We have a deal. Okay, then Kleavkok is going to go back to his membership, all the different presidents at all the different schools, and he's going to say, hey, here's the deal. I need you to sign your grant of rights over to the conference because the conference isn't going to turn around and sign their grant of rights over to ESPN, Amazon, whoever their distributor is. Right. So Klyovkov has to negotiate a deal and then go sell it to his membership. And I don't think that's a slam dunk. I told you last week, sources were telling us that Oregon was, was not on board um, necessarily with a, a full-time streaming deal. And I think it's a really interesting conversation. Well, and I think that's the challenge for George is like there's a couple of pieces of this conversation. It's not as easy as just hey, how much money do you need a year to to sign your grant of rights? That's right. It's not that easy. I, and and I, I wish it was, but it's not. Like, you're, you're, you're having to justify the amount per year. Then you're having to have, and maybe before even the money, the conversation is, are you even comfortable going all streaming? Because if that's an issue, Amazon's never going to happen on tier one. That's just not going to happen. Now, yeah. Amazon being a secondary player, uh, in the distribution landscape in the Pac-12, that's definitely going to happen. 100%, you can book that. But the, the Tier 1 portion where Amazon is the distribution partner where like you're nowhere else, just Amazon, I think Phil Knight-type people yes. are a little uncomfortable with that. Well, look at, look at Chase Averett's comment here. He says, Amazon announced an 18,000-employee layoff. I'm not sure if they are in a position to shell out a ton of cash for a broadcasting deal. Well... A, I know a ton of people inside Amazon. I know a lot of people that work there. And I could tell you Andy Jassy, their CEO, he took over for Jeff Bezos. Right. Andy Jassy, their CEO, made a really good point. We ran fat during the pandemic because we had to. They have gone through a period of hiring boom. And why was that, though? Really important. Because demand skyrocketed. Right. During the pandemic, nobody was leaving their house. Everyone was ordering from Amazon. And it makes a ton of sense. But where are they cutting that? They're cutting in books. They're cutting in devices. We've talked about this ad nauseum on the show. They're cutting their Alexa staff because they've really struggled to get Alexa to be profitable, to drive revenue for them. They're cutting their books because usage and profitability are down there. But on the whole, the other thing you have to remember is Amazon Warehouse is a completely different business unit than Amazon Prime Sports, right. than Amazon Prime Video. Because you're laying off in Amazon Warehouse or Amazon you know, AWS, because you're laying off in those areas, does not at all in any way mean that Amazon Prime Sports is struggling to fund their business opportunities because they're not. And I don't think many people realize that. I think that's a great point. Like, like you have this Amazon umbrella and then you've got all these different entities under that. And, yes. and I think what we see is the headline, oh, Amazon laid off 18,000 people and everyone goes, oh man, Amazon's in trouble. 
Completely when, unrelated. In fact, they're not in trouble. And that's why Amazon is so insulated from financial issues. That said, they're still going to be aggressive about making sure that financially they're in a good place. And you don't get to a good place financially by giving Kleovkok and company $50 million a year. You don't, you don't do that, you know? So that's, that's why I say that's why there's so much hesitation. And that's why, you know, the Pac-12 is struggling. And that's why the Big 12 is not struggling. And I think in general, when you look at layoffs, specifically massive companies like Amazon, who's taking the beating at Amazon right now? Well, if you're a recruiter at Amazon, you're worried. Because what is Amazon not doing? Well, in their general business, you know, book of business, they're not hiring right now. Right. So what are you paying recruiters for? What are you paying recruiting teams? Um, what are you paying recruiting managers for? Um, You've worked in recruiting previously. You yeah. know how this goes. Who's the first guy that gets whacked? The recruiter gets Buddy whacked. Buddy that's been in the office for 10 minutes, had his cup of coffee and his bagel, and is of no use because you're not hiring. That's because who gets whacked. The, the employment cycle on recruiters in general is very short. You're looking at a year, two years maybe. And then you're looking for another gig recruiting. It is a high turnover business. The bottom line is just because Andy Jassy and Amazon announced that they're laying off 18,000 people does not mean they're struggling financially. Does not They're laying off 18,000 people to avoid struggling financially. And it does not mean that you're not going to spend money on prime, prime video and prime sports. So I, I, would, I, would, I would hold on with that. Uh, Provo Cougar fan says, take a part-time job parking cars at Disney and get your family into the park free all year long. Some blackout dates, but 300 plus days a year. Yeah, you could do that. But you shouldn't have to do that. You know what I mean? Like, it should be reasonable. I'm not saying it should be five bucks, but like, like it can't be $100 a person. Yeah. Like, let's get back to trying to, I remember the $50 days. That was affordable. Yep. Uh, let's see. Sparsh M says, LOL at the people that think job cuts are to save money. No, no. Cutting costs helps with expanding underlying projects. Same thing they did with AWS. Cut a ton of jobs. Yeah. You don't become Amazon by being stupid. Amazon, they operate at a very high level business-wise. And so it, it's not something where you're like, oh, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do here. It, that's just not the reality of it. Uh, hey, hey, welcome Teddy Wayman to the exclusive membership club. What's up, Teddy? Appreciate that, my guy. Good to see you. Um, yeah, Teddy, by the way, where have you been? He says, uh, morning, guys. Haven't been around yet this year due to my grandpa passing. Oh, oh no. man, Teddy. I'm sorry to hear that, bro. Oh, Teddy, I'm sorry to hear that, man. He says, still love the show. Man, dude, I'm really sorry to hear that. Very sorry to hear that, 2023 is hitting hard, bro. Yeah, it is. Have you guys heard about this Peyton Hillis story? You remember the running back Peyton Hillis? Yeah. So Peyton Hillis is in Florida with his kids. And one of his kids almost drowns. So Peyton Hillis jumps in the water to save him and almost drowns. He is in intensive care fighting for his life. Now, they say he's making pretty good recovery. Um, but he is dealing with organ failure, including lungs and kidneys. But apparently Peyton Hillis damn near died. He was life flighted by helicopter in intensive care. Like this has been between that, the DeMar Hamlin story, like this story in Enoch with this family. Like, mm -hmm. I, I mean, this has been a really tough couple of weeks to start the year. So be cool out there. Teddy, I, I, I'm thrilled to see you, man. Uh, hope, you, hope you're doing well. Brett Burnett says Amazon steals from its third-party sellers why are they good in why are they in good position? I don't think Amazon FBA fees are keeping Amazon afloat. Yeah, uh, not not thinking that's not thinking that's the deal. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, Brett Burnett says Disney got hosed by COVID in the crazies. They did. Yes, they did. Absolutely. Um, I'm sorry. I read that one already. Uh, D rock says excellent point. Chase Averett, um, forward thinking trucker says UTSA to PAC 12 is not good. We ain't going to see nobody, but maybe Oregon. No, I, I don't think that UTSA is if it, I'm, I will just go back to what I've said for six months. I have consistent. I heard it yesterday. SMU and San Diego State are the two most fought-after, sought-after programs in college football expansion right now. Mm -hmm. People want San Diego State. People want SMU. And everybody in the Big 12 always says, oh, my God, SMU, they're tiny. Everybody's fought. Why is SMU? Because they've got boosters, they've got money, and they've got tradition. I want it. And by the way, they bring you more of of the the Metroplex. That's why. That's why. I mean, it, it, it's not rocket science, friends. Yeah. It is not rocket science, nor is it rocket science that 10 to the hour, every hour, on the Monty Show, we bring you football 50 presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Cannot wait to get the meatball marinara. I, I mean, it's Friday night, and I know yeah. we did that for Monday night, but I might be doing that again tonight. Yeah. Tonight. Tonight. I'm telling you, the meatball marinara is where it's at. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. Let's talk a little uh, NFL Week 18. Who's in and who's out? Because I think this AFC matchup thing... Look at this situation. The AFC Championship game will be played in a neutral site if the participating teams played an unequal number of games. This is all about Buffalo and Cincinnati. The cancellation, it looks like that game will not be played. They will have an owner's meeting this morning to determine that. Look at some of these scenarios. Buffalo and Kansas City, both win or both tie. A Buffalo KC championship game played in a neutral site. Mm -hmm. Buffalo, Kansas City, both lose. Baltimore wins their ties. A Buffalo Kansas City championship game would be played in a neutral site. If Baltimore defeats Cincinnati in Week 18, it will have defeated Cincinnati, a divisional opponent, twice, but will not be able to host a playoff game because Cincinnati will have a higher win percentage for 16-game schedule than Baltimore for 17. Right. I mean, this cancellation thing has absolutely been a nightmare game-wise, schedule-wise for the NFL. And then you start looking at this. I mean, this is crazy. It is so complicated to understand that we're getting color-coordinated graphs created to to help understand the situation. That said, I'm really... It brings me joy that the NFL is taking this route because this was the proper route, even though it's difficult. This is nutty, dude. Uh, We've never seen... Obviously, we never saw anything like we saw with the DeMar Hamlin injury. Yeah, it's unprecedented. That word keeps coming up. Yeah, and now we've never seen anything like a canceled game that doesn't get made up in the NFL. Well, you're going to have some you're going to have some blowback on that and I think that's absolutely what we're seeing. Yeah. And when you start looking at some of these these playoff scenarios in week 18, I think one of the more fascinating ones, the Philadelphia Eagles will they clinch the NFC East? They need a win over the Giants or a loss by the Dallas Cowboys 
they clinch the number one seed in the conference with a win or a loss by the Cowboys in San Francisco. Yeah, here's my thing on this on this particular scenario. It's time for Jalen Hurts to put up or shut up. Like, you've had this amazing season. You got hurt. Had two weeks off. Now it's time to show up. Now it's time to deliver. And I don't want to hear about, like, if they lose this game, you know, if that happens, I don't want to hear about MVPs in a great season and he's the best. This game isn't about numbers. It's about winning championships when it comes down to it. And that's the part of the season we're in now. So I hope for the record that he does come back. He does ball out and they do clinch. I, I really do hope that. But if he doesn't, there's going to be serious issues. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see exactly what happens here. I love the Philadelphia Eagles. I love Jalen Hurts. It's been a real bummer that he got hurt against Maier and we, the Chicago Maulers. Maulers. Uh, otherwise known as the Chris Carn Arlington Bears. Right, right. Uh, but the Chicago Bears, that game where he got hurt, it's a real shame because I think he's a legitimate NFL MVP candidate. I just don't know that I trust the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, that if we're, again, getting down to brass tacks to use colorful language, if you look at the schedule this week and you look at – the Eagles and the Giants, 225 on CBS. I, the Philadelphia Eagles are a 14-point favorite in that game. Yeah. That's incredible. I think the Giants cover, but I think the Eagles win. Yeah. And then you got to wonder, can the Dallas Cowboys kicking off at the exact same time against the Washington Commanders? I don't know why I'm saying it like that, but the point is, yeah. do you trust the Dallas Cowboys to go to Landover, Maryland? And beat the Washington Commanders. No, not even for a second. I, I don't trust them. You don't. I, I think that this is the game that the Cowboys lose every single year. And I think that we're going to be sitting here on Monday talking about how the Cowboys are struggling. The Cowboys didn't win the game they needed to win. The Cowboys didn't win the game that, you know, Jerry Jones in prior years has, you know, donned the Super Bowl of their season. Like, that's what the Cowboys do every year, man. So I'm not going to sit here and say that... I'm not going to say I'm surprised if they lose this game. I'm just not. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, how that goes. But a couple of the other games that I think are so critically important, this Lions-Packers game very obviously is the game of the weekend. Um, if the if the, if the the um, Detroit Lions win, the Packers are out. Right. But here's the problem. What will the Detroit Lions be playing for? Because they will know earlier in the day if they're in or out. If the Lions are out of playoff consideration, are they going to play hard? Is that a team where, you know, that you, you feel like they'll play hard anyway? I kind of believe that the Dan Campbells will play hard no matter what's at stake. Yeah, I think I think that playoffs aside for the Lions, you know, I think they have everything to play for in this game, even without the playoffs, right? You were a two-win team. You turned your season around. Then you ran into some adversity. Now you have the opportunity to give, you know, Aaron Rodgers the bird and send him home. That's plenty of fuel for, yeah. for the Dan Campbells to get out there with. And obviously the Lions need the Seattle Seahawks to lose to the LA Rams. They're gonna, the, the Seahawks are winning that game. That's at Lumen Field. Um, Seattle in that game is a six-point favorite. The Rams are 5-11. and 11. They're 1-6 and six on the road. They're not good right now. There's no way Seattle's losing this game, right? GS7, he's the best. 
Everything's amazing. They're eight and eight. They're 500 at home for the first time in who knows when. Yeah. I got to believe Seattle wins. Detroit's out, and we get Detroit trying to knock Green Bay out. I just don't trust Aaron Rodgers. And again, I will say that I think Aaron Rodgers is one of the most overrated quarterbacks in the NFL. Yep. I think Aaron Rodgers is not a big game guy that can carry his team single handedly to a win. I think Jamal Williams is coming for them nuts. Yep. Like he wants revenge against the Packers. Yep. Like I love the Detroit Lions in that game. But if you're a betting man, I think you're absolutely taking the Green Bay Packers in this game. You don't have to love it. You don't have to agree with it. But I think you got to take the Packers here, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I think if you're betting, you take the Packers. But the little football fan inside me, the little kid, is taking the Lions. Yeah, I by the way, see them win. the Bengals would win the AFC North with a win over the Bills or a win uh, by the Ravens as the final seed in the AFC playoff. The New England Patriots would get in with a win at Buffalo or a uh, Miami loss against the Jets and a Pittsburgh Steelers loss against the Browns. Yeah. The New England Patriots aren't going to the playoffs, are they? Maybe. Maybe. It's going to be close. Are they really? It's going to be close. I don't want them in. Am I the only one that doesn't want them in? The Bill Belichickians? Yeah, I don't know. that. I, maybe I'm the only one that doesn't want them in. And I freely admit that I'm probably the only one that doesn't want the Patriots in. But I'm not the only one that wants 25% off your purchase of $25 or more when you use the promo code MONTY25 at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Papa Murphy's presents how to change the way you pizza. Step one, carefully knead dough. Step two, artfully spread sauce. Step three, add fresh mozzarella and assemble toppings. Step four, realize we already did all that for you. So all you have to do is bake it. Right now, get the chicken garlic pizza with chicken, Roma tomatoes, and creamy garlic sauce for just $9.99. Papa Murphy's, change the way you pizza. Use the promo code PAPA, or excuse me, Monty25 at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Download the mobile app. The way- I'm t- every day they give you a discount. It's crazy. Uh, but you know the best code to use is Monty25. Obviously. Hello. Duh. Caleb Harrison says, favorite Papa Murphy's Pizza. Oh, damn. Why, why are you asking difficult questions, bro? They're all good, but I think tonight what I'm going to do is probably original crust, double barbecue sauce, um, mushroom, onion, green onion, mozzarella, and then I'm going to get the uh, marinara meatballs. And oh I'm gonna, my God, just like that. I know. Oh. I'm going to chop them up and put them on the pizza and have and essentially have a meatball pizza. They're so good. Yeah. There's so, you get nine meatballs and then I want it. My God, nine. They're a meal Not on their one own. One or two or three, nine. Cook them and put the leftovers in the fridge. Second day meatballs from Papa Bomb. Murphy's. Bomb. Ridiculous. What's everybody's favorite pizza? If you're making a pizza or if you're going to Papa Murphy's, what's your favorite pizza? Um, I just think it's a lot. Uh, F the Patriots. San Diego State says. Teddy Wayman says, "Go Pats." Teddy. Teddy. I forgot Teddy's a Patriots fan. I'll give you a pass. <laughs> Caleb Harrison says, uh, Dan Campbell's a great coach. Yeah. Great coach. Okay. He's a motivator. Uh, Seven o'clock. Tadu says, in my opinion, Washington and Oregon are in the Big Ten. However, all parties are waiting on the sidelines to see what the Big 12 and the Four Corner School do. Uh, I don't think so. I think you're waiting. You're almost singularly waiting uh, on... I think you're singularly waiting on the Pac-12. You're waiting to see what that deal is. That's what you're waiting for. Yeah. 
So it becomes very difficult to add teams if you don't know the value of that deal. This is what the Pac-12 is just in a terrible spot. Yeah. The, the Big 12 really played the trump card by going out and getting their, their deal early. I think it was brilliant. I think ESPN, you know, nudging the Big 12 to come out early and get that TV deal done was brilliant. Yeah. I think everybody, the conspired's a heavy word. I think everybody knew the Pac-12 was going to be the loser in the TV sweepstakes. Well, and again, let's look one step further. Like what there's, what I think people are like, what I think Brett Yormark and, you know, Kevin Warren or whoever that next commissioner is going to be like, I think these people are looking at the pack and they're saying, Hey, yeah, we're, we're going to play that Trump card, but we're going to do that. Not just to dissolve the pack, but we want to do that to pick up pac 12 schools. We want to do that to, to get that conference to burn to the ground. So then we can say, Oh yeah, let's go to the auction known as the pack 12 and let's pick up like five schools and let's beef up these TV numbers. Let's consolidate, you know, like that's what, that is what I think, you know, folks like Brett Yormark are pushing for. That is what I think, you know, Kevin Warren and the big 10 and all those schools are pushing for. So it, that's why I say it all makes complete sense to me. Yeah. I wouldn't disagree. All right. A couple of pizza ones. Tanner says favorite pizza, probably meat lovers. I don't know. Tanner, are you a pepperoni guy? He is. He, but Caleb Harrison's here, and there's no bigger pepperoni fan Seriously. than Caleb Harrison. Seriously. I mean, it's a disease. Trust me. Did you eat the triple pep, Caleb? Oh, you know he did. Sausage pepperoni and fresh chopped jalapen jalapenos. Jalapenos. Jalapenos on the Traeger. Hey. Absolutely. Abs absolutely. That is correct. Um, I, I, yeah. That, oh, Lewis, yes. Garlic chicken pan crust with sun-dried tomatoes instead of fresh. Cooked on the pellet grill for a little smoke flavor. Hell yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. Yes. Yes. That is how we do pizza. Uh, Giggity, who's a member of the program, says, does Tanner soak his pizza in ranch? See, that's a... Oh, my God. Just like that. It's a soaking... Oh. It's, a, so right. it's, you it's know, a soaking reference. The super soaker in stuff. Right. Uh, let's see. Salty Drunk, who is also a member of the program, says chicken pizza with pineapple. Program. Yeah, that's bomb, dude. I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Greg Romano says my uh, favorite was Costco Supreme. Alas, it's no longer available. Yeah, no, it's not. sad day, dude. If you're going to Costco, I'm telling you. The issue with why am I, and I, I don't hate Costco pizza. Why am I going to go there when I have to paper towel off the grease? Yeah. I've, I get way too much crust, and I can't customize it. I can... Quite literally, in less time, get myself a pizza at Papa Murphy's, get a big discount, and pop it on the Traeger. I've got great pizza in 20, 25 minutes. Yep. And it's amazing. So why am I doing that? Uh, Tom Bruckmiller says, I love double pepperoni. Ooh. Okay. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's interesting. Uh, Forward-thinking trucker. As a truck driver that's been all over this country, you guys in Salt Lake and Provo area live in one of the, the prettiest areas. Congrats. Just too cold for my Texas soul. Well, that's, on, that's, that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Tim Bruckmiller, give you, and this is sage advice. It, it's cleansing advice for your soul. I want it. Hit the like button. Yeah, exactly right. It makes you feel better as a man. Uh, we've had almost 1,000 views this morning. And we've got 73 likes. So let's go. Those are rookie numbers. Pump those numbers up. Yeah, come on. Uh, before we get to the Utah Jazz, Steve Smith gives us a $10 tip this morning. Thank you, sir. 
He says, did Amazon, Amazon just pull out or was there any deal trying to be made with the Pac-12? I don't think Amazon's pulled out of anything. I think very simply, the question here is, who's willing to pay what? And the problem for the Pac-12 right now is their value proposition is weak. Their value position is weak. Yeah. And they can't pit two viable partners against each other. Because ESPN is not going to compete with Amazon and vice versa. Yeah. They won't do it. And so my feeling is, if it were me, I would make a deal with Amazon. I would go all in with Amazon, have them be my tier one, and I would try to make a game of the week uh, on Saturday nights with ESPN. That's what I'd try to do. The problem is that's going to be your fourth or fifth best game yeah. on ESPN. And what is ESPN going to pay for that? Is ESPN, let's say you want to get to 40 million, which is a number I hear all the time with TV industry people telling me, hey, Pac-12 wants 40 to 50 million. Let's go low 40 million because they ain't never getting 50. You get $40 million. Okay, so for your tier one rights, let's go way over the top. Amazon pays $30 million for ES or for uh, Pac-12's tier one rights. Right. $30 million per school per year. $300 million a year. Are you telling me ESPN's paying $10 million for the fourth or fifth best matchup? <laughs> that they can't stream and that they can't put in their mobile app? Nope. Because why would Amazon allow ESPN Plus to stream a game against them? Who's your who, who who's your go-to streaming in Pac-12? Well, it's ESPN Plus. No, it's Amazon. Who paid $30 million a year? Yeah. So that probably doesn't work. So is ESPN going to pay $5 million for one game a week? I don't know. Does ESPN want an afternoon, a Saturday afternoon window out of the, do they want a three Eastern window out of the Pac-12? Probably not. They've got the SEC and the Big 12. Yeah. Two are bigger, more important games. They don't need that. Yeah, now, and really, the, the Big 12 portion of that is interesting too because you have, now that you have TCU in the national championship game, the Big 12 has taken a step forward. So now you're even more relevant. I, I just think it's going to be something that's very interesting to watch. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Lannis31 says the Big Ten doesn't want Utah. I agree. The Big Ten's not a fit. They're not. Sean Carden says gourmet veggie with added chicken. Oh, my God. Boom. Boom. Oh, my God. Yes. Absolutely. I'm not a pepperoni guy. I'm not. Uh, go Black 45. Go Tigers. Pep and sausage pan pizza. Yes. Yes. Boyd Lake says Papa Murphy's gourmet vegetarian. Jake, yes, where are you at on the vegetarian? Because... I'm, a, I'm, I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of veggie pizza. I, I really, I, I, I can get down with, you know, uh, red onion, uh, mushroom, green pepper. Big, Isn't red onion the only onion? Yeah. I'm not doing, I'm not doing white onion on pizza. I'm no. not, I need that. I need that little, that extra kick out of the red. But, but to me, I, that's, see, this is where I get controversial though. I think pineapple on a veggie pizza is bomb. I think it adds a certain sweetness that it needs. Yeah. I don't, I, I totally agree with that. Uh, Provo Cougar says, remember that 30 million per school drops to 25 with expansion. Maybe, maybe I wouldn't agree with that necessarily because I think, I also think that the Pac-12 needs to expand before they do a TV deal. Yeah. They do. I, I I don't know why you wouldn't. I You have, if I, and again, if I'm George Klyovkok and I'm not saying he's a good businessman because hello, he's not. Uh, I'd go San Diego State all day. With all due respect. I'd go San Diego State. You know the State. other problem here? Clock's yes. ticking. Clock's ticking, right? Cause it you is. Because you got to get a deal done before the season starts. And 
And I know it's January and the season doesn't start till November, whatever the hell it is. Like you got all summer to do it. But I'm telling you, Friday gets here real quick nowadays. And one Friday turns into the next Friday, turns into the next. And all of a sudden, we're looking at Halloween and we're looking at another, you know, Papa Murphy's pumpkin pizza. Like, you, you know how it works. <laughs> you know that the time flies by. So do we really have faith that George Klyovkov and company are going to get a deal done? Well, I don't have a ton of faith, if I'm being completely honest with you. But, hey... Maybe it'll happen. I don't know. But I just don't trust the business sense of these people. It just does not add up. And the things that they're doing, the areas they've been beat already, it all points to that George and the people who run this conference just don't understand. And I know we say that a lot, and I don't mean for it to be repetitive or like we're kicking a dead horse, but I just am... Peter I'm just over agree. it, Peter dude. doesn't. Peter doesn't. Yeah, like I'm, you sure, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Peter's pissed about it. All due respect. But with all due respect, I'm going to use that analogy yeah. because that's what it is. This factor of bad business and bad people ops is killing the Pac-12. Yeah, I agree. All right. Uh, good morning. Welcome to the program. The, the program. The program. The program presented by the Advocates. Program. You can find them online. Theadvocates.com. Chat with an attorney live, twenty four seven. Uh, there's a little button. If you just go right now, go look at it. Theadvocates.com. Just go to the website. There's a box that says chat with an attorney live 24-7. You can chat with a lawyer at theadvocates.com. It costs you nothing to do so. Um, and the best part about the advocates is they, they have so much understanding because of their level of experience. It's so high. They understand what you're going through when you get into a, a, an accident. They understand whether it's a car accident and a motorcycle accident, whether it's a trip on a sidewalk or whatever it might be, when you've been injured in an accident, you need somebody that understands what you're going through. You need somebody who can navigate you through that process so you can get back to the best version of yourself. And you need somebody who knows you need to defer your medical bills. That's right, the advocates help you defer your medical bills. You never go into your pocket so you don't pay these, these big retainers or consultation fees. No, you don't pay the advocates until they win your case at theadvocates.com. By the way, welcome to our Phoenix listeners. The advocates just opened their office. They are serving the state of Arizona now. Let's Check go. them out at theadvocates.com. The Utah Jazz. How about Larry Marketing last night? Mm -hmm. The Utah Jazz get a big win. I thought it was an important win. 131-114. Larry Marketing has a career-high 49 points last night. And you saw some things out of Lori that really felt good. You saw shot making. This wasn't just him dropping a bunch of threes. Laurie Markkinen's game in the mid-range, I think, is, is really underestimated and really undervalued. I feel like he absolutely played well in the mid-range. His, his mid-range jumper, I thought his finishing skill in the paint was really good. Now, obviously, the three-pointer looks fresh almost every time. But this is the version of Larry Markkinen that we need. And Jake, I guess my biggest question is, is this the top end? And how often will we see this from Markkinen? Yeah, I mean, I think his top end is very reliant on the players around him. When you give Lori time and space, he's going to torch whoever's guarding him. It just is what it is. But when I, when I look at the Jazz specifically last night, and it's been a theme all season, but just talking about last night, there were a ton of times where this game felt like a pickup game, where Laurie Markkinen was not prioritized, where you weren't running a lot of offensive sets, and you were just kind of going up and down the floor. And and in our members-only Instagram group, we were talking about it all last night during the game. Like, like man, these guys just are not 
playing transition defense, and then they're not running offensive sets. And it really is true. The difference, though, is that Laurie got it going early in the first quarter before the chaos really took over. So he had his rhythm, and he found his shot. And that's what allowed him to, to get to 49 points at the end of the day. So to me, what's his top end? Well, I think you saw something pretty close to it. But I think players, like if you take you know your favorite player, you put them next to a, a, a two-way contract guy who's just fighting to be in the league versus putting them next to an all-star veteran who's who's eight years into the league, your guy's obviously going to be better. And that's where I come down on Lori. I think that Lori Markkinen has a lot of upside potential still. I think that this guy could regularly be 30 points and above in the scoring column on any on any game, no matter who they're playing. But when you're playing good teams, you have to create the time and space on the floor. It's not just provided to you. And when it's not just provided by these bad teams like the Houston Rockets, Lori often doesn't see the ball. Lori often doesn't get as many opportunities as he did last night. That is where I think the development can come in. And unfortunately, that development's going to take time because they need to make changes to the roster for that to happen. Yeah, I think the biggest question for me on Lori Markkinen is how do you get the top end out of him every night? How do you how do you make Laurie Markkinen a number one? That's my single biggest question. I know he's capable of 50 points. I know he's capable of 10 points. How am I going to get my guy to be 25 points, eight, nine boards, three, four dimes? Because that's what I need out of Laurie Markkinen. I need him to be a number one contributor. The problem is, I don't think he is. On this team, sure he is. On a championship caliber team, Laurie Markkinen's not a number one. How do you get him there? Because most of the people on this roster won't be here. Kelly Olenek, we're watching the downside potential of Kelly Olenek. We are watching the slide. But I'm serious. You're watching Kelly the downside Olenek. downside potential. I love that. He's getting overexposed. Yeah. So you're watching Laura, You're watching Kelly Olenek's performance go down. You're, you're seeing a guy like Laurie Markkinen give you flash-in-the-pan performances where last night he drops 49 points at career high. And so, of course, it begs the question, how did the Utah Jazz get more out of Laurie Markkinen? The answer is run sets for him. Make the offense go through Laurie Markkinen, which we see on a regular basis does not happen. Right. But you watch a team last night that sputtered to close this game. Thankfully, there was a run in the last three minutes of the game for the Jazz, and they put this thing away. But it was in peril for a good part of the fourth quarter. Markkinen hit a couple of shots, and this team actually balled a little bit on the defensive end to put this game in the cooler. My question is, how do you get the top end? And I don't know that you can. Yeah, I think they just need to get more organized as a team, if I'm being honest. Like, I think that that Will Hardy really, like, and, and again, hear me clearly, I'm not saying that Will Hardy's a bad coach or he sucks. That's not no. what I'm saying. What I'm saying, though, is that Will Hardy really needs to kind of key in and focus in on organization on the floor. Too often when you watch these jazz games, you get this sense of like, hey, we're, we're all just running around on the floor. There's 10 guys just running around. That's what it feels like. It doesn't feel like, hey, Mike Conley is this floor general that is kind of hurting the sheep and making sure that, that you know, Ochai Baji is in the corner when he needs to be or, or dude is here instead of there. Like, that's what I want to see. I'm okay if... If Mike is organizing and they're running sets and they're losing games, I'm okay with that because mm -hmm. you're not a good team. You're, you're not a team that's going to beat the best in the league or certainly the top half of the league on most nights. But what I'm not okay with is when it just feels like, oh yeah, we're just running around. We're yeah. just kind of, we're just out here hooping. Like, you know, 
Agbaji's trying to make five threes tonight, even though some of those shots aren't great shots. Like, you know, you're 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 looking at Jordan Clarkson turning it over. You're looking at, to your point, Kelly Olynyk looking like a complete asshat in the first half with all those air balls. Like, that's what I'm not okay with. Yeah. And I think that Will Hardy just has to focus in and do a little bit better of a job of organizing these guys and rewarding guys. Because frankly, one thing we need to talk about, like yesterday on the show, we talked about this, this, the, the, the trade impacts and everything going on. If you're a member of the group, you got exclusive information yesterday about a trade that we're going to talk about in a minute. It's funny that there's trade talk and all of a sudden THT is starting to get minutes. Anybody notice that last night? Yep. All of our Utah Jazz talk on the Monty Show presented by Quick Quack Car Wash. Make sure you get to Quick Quack Car Wash all across the state of Utah. And my friends, again, I will tell you, it's such a cool thing to go to Quick Quack and not have to deal with a computer or a tower that takes your credit card. Or It's really nice to have a human being walk up to your car, enter your license plate, you roll down your window. Hey, Monty, here's your, your dashboard wipe. How can we help you today? Like I said the other day, when we came back from Tahoe, I said to him, hey, man, I need a muddy duck, which is a car wash where they give you a ton of extra water and a ton of extra soap because your car's extra dirty. Who hasn't had a day like that where your yeah. car is just trashed, bro? Go to Quick Quack Car Wash. Say, hey, I need a muddy duck. Hook it up. It's all good to go at Quick Quack Car Wash. The service is good. It's great for the kids because there's all kinds of colors and lights in the tunnel. Like, it's just a good experience. It's good to do business with good people. That's why Quick Quack Car Wash presents all of your Utah Jazz talk on the Monty Show. So when you hear about big trades, one of the trades we've talked a lot about on this show is, in fact, John Collins to the Utah Jazz. We know now that that trade fell apart last 10 days ago-ish um, because Danny Ainge wanted two number one picks. I think Danny realizes that was unrealistic and there was not a trade to be had with two number one picks. NBA sources told me yesterday that Danny H has come off of that original request and would take a single number one pick and John Collins in return. And what this deal looks like is, again, I think Dario Saric is probably the best fit for a number two player in this trade coming to the Jazz. I think it is John Collins, Dario Saric, Phoenix's number one pick in this year's draft. And then you look at what's going out. I think you're going to see Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt Going out, I think Malik ends up in Atlanta. I think Jared Vanderbilt ends up in Phoenix. I think Jay Crowder ends up in Atlanta. And it's a matter of who that other guy is that ends up in Phoenix. And if I had to guess, I think there are there are a couple of interesting there are a couple of interesting scenarios there to top off the salary fix on that. But my guess is that you're looking at the Utah Jazz getting another first round pick. John Collins in the expiring contract of Dario Saric. And Jake, I don't know how you don't like this trade. And I think it shows that Danny Ainge is being pliable. He understands there is a necessity to make a trade for this club. And mm-hmm. I think he's going to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think there's been so much talk about the Utah Jazz and VW and the draft and like where they're going to be. And what I'm here to tell you is if you look at draft capital and where the Utah Jazz are at, they have a lot of capital. The issue is, is that that capital isn't like number one overall pick capital. It's not like top five pick in the NBA draft that you can leverage for a great player. So what Danny's going to wind up having to do here is he's going to have to make this type of a trade, a a three-team deal, 
that is going to bring a player to this roster, a John Collins-esque, if not John Collins himself, that makes a big impact, and he's going to ask for a first-round pick in return for that. Once this three-team deal is done, there will be another deal. It's going to happen, and that second deal is where I believe you're going to see Danny package several of these picks in a in a bigger, more valuable package. Basically, Danny's saying, hey, we've got all this capital. Totally get that one on its own is not valuable, but here's four of them, let's say, and I want this in return. That's what I think you're going to see. And there is some potential, I think. I do think it's a viable option to try to trade up in the draft through all this draft capital. So Danny, that's what I was saying. I was tweeting about this yesterday. Danny has to make a real crucial decision here. You need to get this right. If you mess this up, you will not recover from this for several years. And that's why I think you're seeing Danny take his time. Well, and you look at what's on the screen there. That's the NBA draft order. And I think, you know, what what I was told yesterday, the exact trade is that you're going to wind up sending out in this deal, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, and Talon Horton Tucker. Now notice, we talked about this in the group yesterday. If you're a member of the show, you already know about this. And again, I'm telling you guys, if you're not a member of the show, you're missing out on exclusive information uh, that went out to our membership group first yesterday. Um, And again, I'll put the link to uh, be a member uh, right there in, in the comments. But as we told our members exclusively yesterday, Talon Horton Tucker's a guy that's going to be included in this trade. Mm-hmm. And what do you know? He hadn't played in two weeks. And all of a sudden, who'd you see on the floor playing big minutes last night? Mm. Talon Horton Tucker, because you need to drive his value a little bit. And I think that's why you see him playing. But if they get if they get Phoenix's first round pick, what does this do for the Jazz? Well, you look up and down this draft order, they own Utah's pick, or they own Minnesota's pick at number 11. You as a Jazz fan need to be rooting for the Minnesota Timberwolves to continue to suck. Because if they turn it around and they start winning more games and they start bumping up the the standings, that's not good for that pick. But they would currently own the 11th pick. Then you would bump down to the 15th pick with Phoenix. Um, I think that's that's another interesting team. How valuable is that pick? I also think that's why there's a little bit of onus on this deal now. Mm-hmm. I think Phoenix realizes if they're able to trade their first-round pick that they would be able to get more valuable value now than when Devin Booker returns. They make a trade. They don't trade that first-round pick, and all of a sudden that pick starts plummeting because now it's in the 20s because the Suns are going to start winning more games. Right. So I think the value of their, of their draft pick will change. So you'd have Phoenix at 15, and then you look down at, at, at 23 – you're probably taking Brooklyn's pick there as well, which, by the way, again, is not great because Brooklyn now has won 12 of 13 games. So what's that done to that Brooklyn pick? Just keeps driving that pick down because Brooklyn's now second in the East, I believe. Mm-hmm. So really what you're looking at here is your number, your own pick at 13, your, that pick from, from Brooklyn, Phoenix, and then Minnesota, that's four picks in the first round for the Utah Jazz. Yeah. That is a huge deal. Yeah, that is a huge well, and deal. That's why I say, like the, with all due respect to the to the folks in the VW camp, I just think that that's not that's not the route that they're that they're taking, in my opinion. I, I think, agree. I think Danny is a. Is, I, I think saying that the Jazz are after VW, in my personal opinion, does disrespect to Danny Ainge's ability to operate and Danny Ainge's ability to put together the deals that he wants to put together that he believes will will start to mold and shape this organization into a championship organization. Danny Ainge 
to me is not just your, and I know this is obvious, but he's not just your run-of-the-mill guy. Like, Danny Ainge is a veteran in this game. Danny Ainge knows what he's doing. And Danny Ainge said himself he doesn't have time for some seven, eight-year, nine-year rebuild. That's not where he's at with it. So I'm telling you, when you're looking at four first-round picks in this year's draft, right now as it currently sits, four, not one or two or three, but four. Four! That is big-time currency, and I'm telling you, just ride it out this year. Be patient because this draft and this deadline is going to be active for this team. Yep, totally agree. Huge breaking news, uh, by the way, right now on the show. The Super Soaker is in. Look at that. Tanner Plummer has become a member of the Monty Show exclusive group. How about that, man? Appreciate you, Tanner. So now, so now what's Tan what does Tanner get along with all of our other members on the show? Tanner gets exclusive videos every day. Tanner gets exclusive information and access to our Instagram members only group. Uh, Tanner also gets access to our merch first at a discount. Tanner gets five to one entries into every contest. He knows about the contest first. We're going to do exclusive giveaways only for our members. By the way, by the way, this is something we probably need to talk about on the show. Did anybody see what Sony announced yesterday? Mm-hmm. What did Sony announce yesterday? Jake texts me. The supply in a, chain is over. Jake texts me furiously. Bro, hey, bro, bro. Hey, guys, fat guys, ass, guys, wake guys, up. Guys, guys, Fatty, guys. Step, put down the, put guys. Down the wings. Hey, fat ass, put fat. down the wings. The supply chain is no longer a problem. Sony's got PS5s, and they say that they're going to be able to regularly produce them because the supply chain's over. Does that mean we need to give away another PS5 on the program? Members only. You know, we built this show through PS5s. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? We built this program on NIL. We are going to give away a PS5 to our our exclusive membership group. Mm -hmm. Which right now, just want to point this out, which right now is about 20 people. So yeah. your odds of winning the PS5 are pretty damn good if you're doing 20 to 1 odds versus 9,000 to 1 odds. You know, I, I look at the member group. Just telling you. Right now, and this we rolled this out. Yesterday. Um, yesterday was our first day. We're at 22 members now. So 22 to 1 odds to win a PS5. That's pretty good. That is pretty, pretty good. Mm-hmm. So Tanner Plummer, welcome to the, uh, the exclusive group. Uh, we've always known that... You know what, man? You're you're what's right with this show, Tanner. I agree. Tanner's Thanks. one of our favorite listeners. Long time. Um, yeah, absolutely. Tanner's one of our favorite listeners. Long time listener of the show. Um, really just a terrible, terribly addicted Philadelphia Eagles fan. And we try to work with him, um, you know, to get him off the Eagles and make him a, a, a righteous Chicago Bears fan. But the addiction is deep in this one. Y'all and, feel and, me? It's, and it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. What are the people saying? Um, the people are excited. Look at that. Look at Jeremy Bolton, the mayor of Monty Town, also a member of the yes. exclusive Monty show group. He says, guys, 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 hey guys. guys. Tanner's hey guys. in. Yeah. Damn right. Let's go. Tanner is in. Damn right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jeremy Bolton also says, honestly, I think VW is going to be a bust. Dude is way too skinny. I, I, I'm not the guy that wants to, to F around and find out. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not that guy. I'm good. I don't want to, I don't want to be the guy I'm that finds out. <laughs> You know, uh, salty drunk says what Tanner doesn't get, uh, is any less bullying. LOL. Tanner doesn't get less bullying. Apparently, uh, Jeremy Bolton says Tanner also gets exclusive videos from Draper moms. You know, I've, t- I think t- 
Teddy Wayman and I may have had a conversation about this. I'm telling you, if and this is what I can't get Jake to understand. Uh -huh. When you're single and you're in the Draper, greater Draper area, there dilly, are, dilly, there dilly, are dilly, dilly. I'm telling you, there are cougars hunting you everywhere. Right. I mean, they are they are tailgating you. Then you later that night tailgate them. Oh like, my I mean, God, just like that. I, oh. it, it, it is what is good about life. It is what it's good. Uh, Christopher Shannon, does OnlyFans to Monty come included? <laughs> you don't want that. You don't want that. Uh, Pied Piper, can we kick people out of the exclusive group? Is that possible? Can we ban people from the exclusive group? Well, we did ban duck season yesterday. <laughs> yes, we did. Uh, Pied Piper uh, would like us to ban him. He's asking to be banned. I think it literally I mean, says... Not I, I, well, I think it, this literally says, if I'm reading this right, it says, I literally would like to be banned. Yeah, which is Latin for thoughts on Chelsea moving down to 10th yesterday. <laughs> well, Potter's not that guy. Right. And it's January. Get to work. Right. Like, it'd be nice if you go make... Uh, if you go buy a guy or seven. Yeah. That'd be nice. Maybe you could go get Burhalter to run your team. Okay, shut your mouth, number one. <laughs> Whatever. Just go get me Enzo. Make the Enzo deal happen. Make the, make, make the Enzo deal happen. Maybe you could go and get Gio Reyna. What? I thought he was a great player. I'm going to punch you in the face. Let's settle this right now. I'm going to punch you in the face. Uh, Teddy Wayman says, don't give the PS5 to Grocock. Well, I can tell you, I'm not giving it to Pied Piper now that he's cracking my Chelsea football club. Donnie, you're out of your element. You know. No, uh, but I'm being serious. I'm it, being serious, though. All jokes aside, this is what happens. When, when, we, get, when we get people paying to be in a membership, they're going to get benefits, you know? Eric and Rowley says, rig it OG for the PS5. Hey. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, facts, Teddy Wayman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just don't give me... How much of a legend is Grocock? Legend, dude. Came in, came in, rigged the voting machines, stole the vote, and now he's a winner. I love it. Raptor88, who is also a member of our fine program, says, I play on PC but would never turn down a PS5. What if Tyler, Tyler P said, I only play on PC. Well, that's because okay. you don't have a PS5. Right. If you had a PS5, would you? You know. Uh, Fat Jesus says, what kind of exclusive group has, Tan it has Tanner as a member? Love you, Tanner. Wow. That Fat Jesus, you got to get in on this, bro. Let's go. Let's go. You're outside looking in. Jeremy Bolton says, I'll change my name to Grocock if it means I can sway the vote to get my <laughs> PS5. <laughs> uh. Uh, let's see. Uh, Christopher Shannon says, Chelsea will sign the newest youngster for $85 million, then sell him four years later for fifty. No, they won't. What they'll do is they'll sign him for $185 million and then immediately loan him out every year for the rest of his career until they sell him to Benfica and then nobody ever hears from him. But we paid him $85 million of pounds a year. Jerk. Jerk. Jeremy Bolton also says, I'm a desperate fool at the end of his rope. Desperate times ask for desperate measures. Well, Okay. Okay. Uh, Caleb Harrison says the Monty show equals growth. Yeah, what are we at for subs on this show now? I don't know. Let's take a look. We're trying to get to 10,000, which is why we probably should have announced we're doing it. It, it, it don't matter. Uh, we are at 91.33. Okay. Hey, hey, let's rock and roll. 9,133 subs. Really appreciate you guys. Um, let's see. 
Uh, no, Caleb. Hey, bro, okay, dude, come on, man. What is your What is your affliction with red things? You like Pep. You like man. You know United. No, he like, likes the Detroit Red Wings. The Red Wings. You know the Pistons. This is but like, but again, okay, stop. Will you be have some empathy? He likes Detroit Detroit style pizza. How can he be sane? <laughs> I just yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's give probably a not break. fair. Yeah, yeah. Detroit style pizza. Now, if you join the group. I'll eat pepperoni pizza with you. Yeah. No, I won't. That's a lie. That there's an, it, no, I'll yeah. never eat pepperoni. Uh, wait, Tanner joins and then no shows in the comments. Tanner. You know, it is what it is. Uh, all right. 732. Um, do you like Talon Horton Tucker on this team? Let's talk about Talon Horton Tucker. Cause I actually think that this is, this is one of those things where, I think this is a tough question for a lot of people. And I, I don't necessarily know that there's a consensus on THT. I, I think a lot of people on Twitter last night were excited to see THT back on the floor. It's been two weeks. Two we He hadn't played since December 22nd. Right. It's been two weeks since homie played. And I think it's pretty clear they got him back on the floor because they want to move him. Right. So the question is, are you THT or not THT? Well, I, I'm not THT on this team. I, I think he hasn't represented himself really well, if I'm being honest. I think he has missed quite a quite a bit of opportunities because the shot selection wasn't great and because he was not he just wasn't playing good basketball. And I think, you know, Town Horton Tucker is somebody that has trade value and I think would would fit in nicely in a secondary role where there was an actual star on the team. That's why he did well playing with LeBron, in my opinion, because he, he didn't need to score, but the 15 points or the 20 points on a bigger night that he provided pushed them over the top. And I right. think on this team, because it's a young team and a not good team, he's the expectation is, oh, well, you'll put up 20 every night. And he's not that guy yet. Right, that said, right. I think that's within his game by a lot. And that's why I think he's got trade value because people see, oh, well, this guy just isn't getting a ton of opportunity right now. But if we're some team that needs him, hey, we'll put him out there for 25 minutes a night and let's see what the guy can do. We'll give him an extended run. Let's see what he can do. So right. to me, that's why you're seeing, that's why like last night you saw the Town Horton Tucker show. Yeah, and I, I think it was worthy of it. Hey, let's go. McKinley Cutler, you're in the group now. Let's Look go. at that. Look at that. Let's go. McKinley Cutler uh, is a, now is a member of our exclusive Monty Show group here on the show. Thank you, McKinley. We appreciate you uh, joining our membership thing. BB says, how much is the YouTube member thing? It's 10 bucks. Okay, it's 10 bucks. It's 10 bucks a month. And basically the reason you want to be in this group is on the day-to-day, -day, the impact it has, like yesterday as an example, the member group got our, our sourced information uh, on this jazz trade and this jazz situation and what they're doing. And we put out an actual video. On, we uploaded a video on the channel that only the member group can see. Going forward, future-wise, things like PS5 giveaways, things like merch drops, things like that. Like jazz on a PS, tickets. Jazz tickets. Football tickets. Stuff like that that we give away. The member group is always is either going to be the only ones that have access to it or they're going to get a head start on everybody else, depending on the giveaway and the situation and what we're doing with it. So yeah. like like I was saying, like the PS5 is a great example. There's 24 people in that group now. You have 24 to 1 odds to win a PS5 for free. That's a lot better than 9136 to 1 odds. So that's that is the perk of the member group. Yep. And we'll do a video. Here's what I'll promise you. 
I got to get a PS5 first. Yeah, we have it, to secure one. As soon as we get a PS5, we're going to do a video. We're not going to tell you guys when the giveaway is going to be. Nope. But as soon as we can get a PS5, we're going to do a video doing the drawing. And we're going to draw the winner on the video. And then we're going to post that video in the exclusive member group. And only members of that group will have a chance uh, to win that drawing. So it might be a week. It might be today. It could be a week from today. Right. As soon as we get that PS5, we're going to give it away in the exclusive membership group. And if you're a member, you'll have a shot. If not, you're you're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. So McKinley Cutler now has a chance to win it. So good job. Uh, on THT, Brett Stubbs says, when he plays hard, yes. Exactly right. Uh, BB says, I actually like THT. We just look good with him on the floor. I like that he brings a physical presence. I, I do like that. I like that he is a guy that can get JC off the ball. Yeah. I like that a lot because I'm a big fan of Jordan Clarkson when he's not on the ball. Get, make him run a route, get him the ball in space where he's moving because I think Jordan Clarkson's best use offensively is absolutely the, the three-point shot on the, on the run coming off of a, a, off of a screen. I love those baseline screens where he runs the baseline, comes up, they shoot him the ball at the elbow. Or those, you know, the other thing that I think THT does so well, I love those paint screens where he's in the paint, he pivots and sets a screen to free Jordan Clarkson to get to the elbow. I like THT. He's got usage. But if his $10 million salary finishes off a John Collins trade, I'm all here for that. Right. If that gives the Utah Jazz a fourth pick in the first round, I'm all here for that. Yep. And I, because I do think that this upcoming draft is 40 guys deep. I think it's 40 players deep of legit contributors, top seven contributors in the NBA. I think you got 30 to 40 of those guys. And if I can package two of those first round picks to get Scoot Henderson, I'm all here for that. If it means two this year and one next year in a, a pick swap and I get Scoot Henderson, I'm here for that. So I think THT has a lot of value. Sean Carden says, trade JC who is on the wrong side of 30 and gets more potential value. But for what? That's the question, because I think that the market for Jordan Clarkson is very interesting. And again, I was talking to one of my NBA guys yesterday about this. I think the market for Jordan Clarkson really is two teams. I think it's the LA Lakers, and I think it is the Miami Heat. I think those two teams have voiced the most desire to add Jordan Clarkson. The problem is the Heat don't want to trade Tyler Hero right now, and Tyler Hero and Jordan Clarkson are very similar players, and the Jazz are not going to take Duncan Robinson back in a deal. They're not doing that. So when I look at Jordan Clarkson, I do think there are other teams. I think the Lakers by far would 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 love to get their hands on Jordan Clarkson and or Malik Beasley. I think the New York Nets or the New York Knicks, excuse me, would love to get Jordan Clarkson on their roster. I think those are the two most likely dance partners. But again, how damaged is the relationship between Danny Ainge and Leon Rose, the boss of the Knicks? Mm-hmm. I think that's a real question because they absolutely got kicked in the cojones, the cojones. over the over the Donovan Mitchell deal. Yeah. I, I, there are some salty folks that about that about that Donovan Mitchell deal going to Cleveland, not New York. Yeah. Which, by the way, again, I think Danny Ainge really, really dodged a bullet there because yeah. Grimes has just not been a factor at all. But R.J. Barrett's know, having dude, a not great season. The Grimes thing, though, not that I disagree that he hasn't been a factor, but my only question for Grimes is, would he be a factor in another organization? That's what I wonder. Like, is it is he not a factor because the Knicks are the Knicks? I don't think or, that's the case this year. I actually... And, this is an interesting question. Yeah. Are the Knicks a team that's one trade from a legitimate run at the top of the Eastern Conference? 
I don't think they are. I think they're, I think the guys on that roster that I think are truly difference makers are very few, very few. If I'm the Knicks, like I look at Quentin Grimes, Quentin Grimes is averaging 36 minutes his last 10 games. He's back, dude. But what's he averaging point-wise? 14 points. He's he's shooting 37% from three. Is that, a, is that a guy that tops off a Donovan Mitchell trade? Is that a guy that you should have kept instead of making the Donovan Mitchell trade? No, mm. it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. It, it, at all. And when I look at this Knicks roster, and this is, in my opinion, I think this is a huge, huge conversation in the NBA. When I look at this Knicks roster and I see the guys that are legitimately playing minutes for them and guys that are legitimately playing games for them, Julius Randle is a guy now that you've got to keep. Mm -hmm. I mean, that dude's putting up 24 points a night and he's a great teammate right now. He's giving you 10. He's average. You guys understand that Julius Randle's averaging 24 and 10. That's unbelievable. Four dimes to go with that. You can't trade Julius Randle. You can't trade him now. I look at I, I look at a guy like an Emmanuel quickly. I'm probably trading Emmanuel quickly. Quickly, I, I am another guy that the Jazz valued in a Donovan Mitchell trade that the Knicks didn't want to include. Yeah, I guess I'll have to figure something out. But for what now? Because now you're going to trade him anyway. So you should have traded him for Don. They'd be. I, I think they'd be a top three team in the East today if they'd have made that Donovan Mitchell trade. But the problem is, is that Darius Garland is way more imaginative than than any of the secondary players on the Knicks. Like the the problem is is that But that, think Jalen Brunson's your secondary player on the Knicks. Well no, like but but here's the deal though. They signed Jalen Brunson to be the guy, in my opinion. Like you signed him because he was gonna come in, be this dominant point guard, be this guy that gave you twenty a night, gave you ten a night. Like that's what you wanted him to be. How much does Luka Doncic miss Jalen Brunson. I think a lot. I think that it's Luka and everybody else. It, well, it's incredible to me. Don't even get me started on this Luka thing. I, the stat came out the other day that he leads the league with like 90 step back three-point makes. I'm so sick and tired of people not adjusting defensively to Luka Doncic. I'm not sitting here saying that that you're going to stop him or you're going to prevent 40 points a night or you're going to you know stop him from being the guy that he is. There's only so much you can do. But I know for a fact that the NBA has the athletes to for coaches to say, hey, tonight you're going to guard Luka, and all I want you to care about is taking yes. away the step back three. Yes. That's it. If he goes yes. by you, great. We'll live with that. We're gonna, we'll, we will worry about that later. And if he goes by you and he kicks to Hardaway in the corner and Hardaway makes it, we're good with that. I'm not letting Luka Doncic hit 10 step back threes tonight. It's not happening. Well, I, I but I also think when you you look around this league, I think Luka Doncic is one of the special players in this league. I can't stand the guy, but he's damn good. Yeah. He misses Jalen Brunson because Jalen provided him space. He misses Jalen Brunson because Jalen gives him possessions off. If you put Donovan Mitchell in that New York Knicks lineup, Jalen Brunson's going to give him possessions off. Yep. Jalen Brunson can adjust. I think Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brunson would be a lovely undersized backcourt. Mm -hmm. I, I do. Donovan Mitchell, again, I think is an MVP candidate. I think Donnie's going to average 30 points a game. I think Donovan Mitchell's that guy you can count on. I think Leon Rose made a massive mistake not trading for Donovan Mitchell. I, 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 I do. I think it is one of the, the worst decisions of the summer to date. Outside, and listen, I don't know. Is the Rudy Gobert trade worse than the Knicks not making a trade? 
It probably is, frankly. Mm, but yeah. the Knicks, I think the Knicks were one of the losers of the summer window because they didn't do anything. Yeah. And I, I just, that trade is going to come back to haunt them. And I, I understand, look, guys, I know I'm way over the top on, on Donovan Mitchell. I love the kid. I think he's a great player. I can't wait to see him Tuesday when we're going to the game with Austin Napierski. I can't wait to see it. You know, I just, I, I have a lot of respect for the guy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Brother says, as a Knicks fan, I really don't like the trade. Cam Reddish to take any team, but trade IQ has got to lose any defense. Until we got JB with no second round pick, we, who, who we trade with. Well, listen, I, I think that's part of the issue is that the, the Knicks didn't want to leverage their future draft capital. Yeah. But you're a player, if you had Donovan Mitchell, Julius Randle, and Jalen Brunson, good God, man, I think you are right there with Brooklyn. Well, I think you're a thing. slot under Boston. The Knicks don't want to, like, listen, the NBA is all about, hey, we're giving away our future for the now, right? Think about it. That's what the NBA is. You're, you're, you're leveraging your future capital to become a good team now. That is the nature of the beast. There yeah. is no other way. That is the way. So... So to me, it feels like Leon and company didn't didn't believe enough in Donovan Mitchell to make that deal because you didn't want to give up Grimes. You didn't want to give up quickly, which is incredible to me. Absolutely incredible. How And I'm not saying I, this is going to sound really self-serving, so just know that. How in the F do I know he's going to score 30 points a game, <laughs> Donovan Mitchell, and the Knicks didn't think he would? Yeah, because I, you know what I think happens? That's crazy. You know what I think happens? I think GMs sit at their desk. I think they sit at their desk. They open up the stat portal and they look at stats and they look at charts and they look at numbers and they look at analytics. We got to stop stats. And they're like, oh, dude, dude has this Man. number or that number? Dude was hurt this many times or that many times? That means he's not going to play? I think we have to stop doing that and you have to start putting more weight on the eye test. Hey, what would it look like if, if Donovan Mitchell was in a, another system with better players would he be hurt as much? Probably not, because yeah. he doesn't have to work as much. Would he put up more big nights? Yeah, probably, because look, he's more rested. Who, who is the best example of this conversation? Rudy Gobert. Mm -hmm. What does Rudy Gobert look like on our team? Well, he looks like a guy who gets played off the floor in the fourth quarter. But our trash is somebody else's treasure, and the Minnesota Timberwolves valued him at $41 million well, and a year. And if you're Danny, right, you're using the stat sheet to your advantage. You're like, hey, hey, hey boys, this is a oh, 25 wow. and 10 guy. Uh, real quick, real quick, um, breaking news on uh, DeMar Hamlin. Um, the breathing tube has been removed from DeMar Hamlin as of this morning, and he's begun talking to Buffalo Bills teammates again. Hamlin has had the breathing tube in his body from almost the minute that he was rolled onto the ambulance. Um, no longer needs it, can breathe fully on his own. Wow. Uh, that's incredible. Um uh, I just, I mean, you put this story, this story just keeps on, man. Like, I just can't, I can't even imagine what his family is feeling today. I can't even imagine it. I, I just, wow, what a, what a great story. So the best possible outcome, it seems like, and if you didn't hear yesterday, DeMar Hamlin woke up and was writing people notes. And his first question is, did we win the game? The guy is good to go. And he's got a long road in front of him. I get it. He's going to have to rehab. Like, I'm just so thrilled that his brain is intact. Like, that's such a good thing. Yeah. I mean, I, it just, man, it makes me emotional. Like, I, I'm so happy for that cat.
I am so happy for that cat. Like it, it is, man, I, I, I just, God damn mm-hmm. that, that he's back like that. Ooh, that would be amazing. Uh, Tanner, who's a member of the show says, yes, way to go Demar. The human body is simply amazing. Is it, it not? It really is. My God. It really is. Is it not? Yeah. T- talking with Raphael podcast says, let's go Demar. Uh, NY Monty fan says, love this show. The holiday hiatus was too long. It felt well, long. Yeah, it felt long. Um, all right. Talking NBA this morning, talking about jazz trades, NBA trades. Oh, salty drunk. Absolutely right. Paulo Boncaro from Orlando surely wins the rookie of the year. That dude's a monster. Yep. How many, I mean. Posterizing guys. He's a stud. He is absolutely again, a stud. This is what I said. Guy's got an NBA body. Why is he playing so well? Because he has an NBA body. He is, I think he's 6'9", 240-ish. Like, he's, he, he is built enough in his body to absorb contact and take the beating in the NBA. But he's not so built that he can't operate and, and can't run and can't do what he needs to do. And that's the happy medium you have to find. And that's, again, why I struggle with the VW concept, why I struggled with Zion. Because guys who are too far one way or the other don't make it in the league. You have to fit into a certain, I'm not going to say rubric, but a certain, a general field, right? Like everybody's body's different. But you got to be able to to move and operate if you're going to play in the league. Man, I I just look at the 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 argument um, that was <laughs> the argument that was Chet or Boncaro, and I'm so glad I picked Boncaro. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Boncaro. Chet hasn't played an NBA game. I I, I don't. We think. had epic. No, he hasn't. We had epic fights on this show about Paulo Boncaro versus Chet Holmgren. And I know you hung Chet nudes in your bathroom, and I, I'm okay, I'm okay with that, man. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Oh my you, god, just like that. Oh. Paolo Boncaro's a stud, and then you start looking at the other guys, like Chet Holmgren hasn't played. Jabari Smith scored three points last night, averaging like 16 though. Keegan Murray stud. Jaden Ivey stud. Um, Morthrin for Indiana stud. I look at Shaden Sharp. We'll find out. He's in the dunk contest, by the way. But this has been a really good first round, I think. Yeah. If you look at where these guys are now, um, there's some real players in this league. And and Jalen Duran, that kid's a, that's a guy that can play. You know, like you you look at some of these guys and you look at some of the names. Walker Kessler, that kid at 22, that kid can really play. Good pick. He can really play, right? Like, I mean, you you look at some of the the names here. I don't think there's any doubt that this draft will always be defined by Chad Holmgren. And I don't think there's any doubt that that you know if you if you look at some of the other names and you look at some of the other guys, I don't think there's any doubt that Paulo Boncaro is the best player in this draft right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not even sure, salty drunk, that there's an argument for to yes, be yes, had yes. with you. I think I think he certainly is. Mike Maple says, "Good morning, fellas. Part of me wonders if the team pushed Larry to get 49 or higher because of the 71 point game from Donnie." No, no, I, I, I think it has so. nothing to do with that. I think that it is all to do like when you're playing out there, you're not thinking about Donovan Mitchell, man. You're not. You're you're thinking about, hey, Laurie's got the hot hand. Let's feed him. Yeah. Let's see how far it can go. NY Monty fan says you and me both, Monty, hate Luca, but he gets buckets. Yes, he does. Jeremy Bolton, the mayor, says, LOL, Knicks. I mean, would we expect anything less from the Knicks? No. And I, I no, think the Knicks are really good at nicking. They are. It's just I mean, it's incredible. It is incredible to me that they didn't make that trade. Uh, it's it, it, Especially now. And, and again, not to be redundant, but this is why I hate stats. 
We um, try to apply um, statistics to everything. And it's like, okay, like with Donovan Mitchell, hey, he's going to score 30 points a game. That's not a definition of him. That's a definition of his growth, right? Like that, hey, 30 points a game shows tremendous growth or three point. But we de- try to define people by statistics and we got to stop doing that. Well, look at what Kenny Scott said in the interview yesterday in the show. He talked about this. It's situational. Like yes. he, he, he brought up Solomon Enos. He said, hey, in Utah system, Solomon's not going to be some superstar. But you put him, like, I think the example he used was if you put him in Arizona's offense, he's probably a 1,500-yard wide receiver a season. Yeah. And and that's why I'm saying, like, yes, it, it's not all the system. You still got to make the shot. You still got to catch the ball. You still got to throw the ball. Like, you still got to do the actual act. But, yes. but the system provides more opportunity. Now, if you waste that opportunity and you're 28% from three, yeah, you're not Donovan Mitchell anymore, are you? Right? You're not some big-time wide receiver, are totally you? Totally agree. But if you get those opportunities and you catch the football and you make the shot and you go to the playoffs, yeah, you're Donovan Mitchell. So with Cleveland, the point I'm making is Don is taking those opportunities. And we asked the question earlier, how good can Laurie be? Well, do, does he ever get to play with better players? I think he plays better. I Well, certainly. I, I, I think you're spot on with that. Brett Stubbs, good morning, Brett. Uh, he says, the stat you don't see is that Donnie wants to win so bad, and he did a ton of that for us. And he did. And the other, the other thing you don't see is, well, how do we put statistics on his motor? The guy works his ass off over the summer every year, and he comes back with a, with a deeper, better bag. Uh, uh, well, I mean, <coughs> what, what, how, what I meant. <laughs> so to define the bag, well, I don't want to talk about another man's. Anyway, he comes back a better player. Um, Let me just leave it at um, that. Samuel Lott says, imagine Donnie Markinen and Gobert under Hardy this year. Wowzer. I, it's just not possible. I just go back and say that Rudy Gobert is not a championship player. And I know that this has been a heated debate on this show, but when you build teams around Rudy Gobert, you're not going to win rings because he's just not that dude, bro. He, he's not. And I think, I think Laurie Markinen wouldn't be here if Don was here. Yeah. You know, like he, he just wouldn't be here. So I, I don't know. I, I, I don't. Yeah. Imagine Mike never. Nope. Not doing it. And why Monty you know, fan says the East coast, Minnesota Goberts are right where they should be. The fringe playoff team. Yep. Can't, can't, can't argue with that. Mike Maples. Can you imagine if he took the field again? Oh, you're talking about tomorrow. Um, don't think he should, but it would be a Hollywood movie ending. They say that there's a good chance he can, he can play again. If, if neurologically he was intact and he is because that the the incident that happened with his heart is a is a once in a trillion beat thing like i mean it, it, and not i'm not a doctor salty always gets upset when i when i talk about this stuff but his heartbeat your heartbeat goes through a beginning a middle phase and then an end phase that end phase is where you're vulnerable because everything's kind of you know, your heart beats, squeezes, and then it relaxes. And when, when you're in that downbeat and it's relaxing and you get hit, that's when your heart stops. If somebody hits you in the chest, punches you in the right place at the exact millisecond, that's when you get into trouble like he got into. Yeah. And it happened to Chris Pronger in the NHL. He came back and was fabulous. And it, the one thing that I would say, what are they crediting for DeMar Hamlin's recovery? The response. That that assistant trainer sprinted off the Bills' sideline and immediately started CPR on him. 
immediately knew they were in trouble. And the radio traffic signaled immediately that he was in trouble. And they responded very quickly. And they shocked him very quickly. And they really started working on him. It took them 16 minutes to stabilize DeMar Hamlin enough to get him in the ambulance. That's crazy. Yeah. That, that's crazy. I mean, it, it is just, it's unbelievable. Uh, Josh Lovern says Seattle owns Paulo. Okay. Okay. So Seattle's own Paulo. Let's go. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, Roger Sales says, so DeMar expected the game to continue. Didn't anyone ever ask what would DeMar want us to do last Monday? They should not have continued that game. Yeah, I mean, is that what you're suggesting? There's just nothing to I mean, talk about I'm not trying about to speak for you, but that yeah. seems to be what you're suggesting. Yep. Uh, I know it's already been talked about, but hopefully the NFL looks at their health uh, care procedures and changes at ASAP. DeMar could be paying doctor bills for years. Well, he's not, though, because they cover him. Um, and, I mean, the real question here on Football 50 at 57 past the hour here on the Monty <laughs> Show, the real question is, what technology will change because of what happened to DeMar Hamlin? Yeah. And I think that you're going to see receivers and DBs get different padding. You're going to see that shoulder pads will evolve now. And they probably should because you have to prevent this from ever even being a possibility. Ever being a possibility. Mike Maple says DeMar shouldn't pay a single bill. They won't pay a single bill. This was talked about already. Uh, VW is a walking injury. Lottery bust is more likely than anything for him. Not hating, just logical facts. No, I agree with that. I agree. I agree with that. I think he is a. I think he's an injury. He's absolutely an injury. Uh, New York Monty fan says the Demar situation heavily scared the NFL um, with concussions, and now this it will have a huge impact on the NFL's bottom line. Do you think so, though? I think what this showed is the NFL has global, substantial global reach. I mean. His merch sales, the the GoFundMe sales. Yeah, like, I don't think it's going to impact their bottom line, and if it did, it only impacted it for like two weeks. No, I would I would agree with that. I would absolutely agree with that. Football at fifty ten in the hour every hour, presented by good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you use the promo code Monty twenty five. And people were asking us what our favorite Papa Murphy's pizza is. Dude, I don't have a favorite. They're all really good. Yeah. Um, I mean the the barbecue chicken one is phenomenal. Uh, I mean it, the, their veggie. My wife loves their veggie. Their gluten crust is great. Ton of options, man. I mean, yeah, they're. I I love their traditional crust. Anything traditional crust, double barbecue sauce. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. That's like the foundation. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not much of a pepperoni guy, as we've talked about. Yeah, but you put double barbecue on traditional crust, I'd probably eat it. Yeah, it's that good. And I'm telling you. Telling you right now, the meatball marinara is where it's at. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Oh. Well, we do it with savory ground beef covered, covered in tangy, tangy marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Hey, yo, get the marinara meatballs in the Papa Murphy's app. The cool thing about the Papa Murphy's app is you can order it. Like, you can order your pizza right now. Say, hey, I'll pick it up at 5 o'clock. It'll be on the to-go rack waiting for you at 5 o'clock. They never miss. By the way, I know I keep telling you what to get there. By the way, 
Dude, you also got to get the take and bake chocolate chip cookies. And this is why the promo code is so important because yeah. the more you spend, the more you're going to get discounted. You know, like when you're doing 25% off, you're going to save more. You use that promo code and basically, basically you're getting free dessert. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a great deal. At Papa yeah. Murphy's Pizza, make sure you walk in and tell them, hey, thanks for supporting the Monty Show. As you should do with the advocates, Utah advocates are the best injury attorneys in the business. Um, and again, I tell you every day, go to theadvocates.com and don't wait until you need an attorney to go to theadvocates.com. Go it, uh, you know, like familiarize yourself with them because when you get in an accident, whether again, a car accident, whether you slip and fall because somebody didn't, you know, de-ice their sidewalk or what have you, when you get injured in an accident, you need to have it right at the tip of your tongue, theadvocates.com, theadvocates.com. Go there. You know, the cool thing is, too, they don't charge you anything to talk to them. No consultation fees, no big retainers. Uh, you don't pay them until they win your case. There's you, you can chat with an attorney live online 24-7. There's a little talk to an attorney now button right on their website at theadvocates.com. And again, if you're in Idaho, if you're in Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona, one of our biggest markets on the show, welcome the advocates to Arizona. They just opened their Phoenix office Check them out online at theadvocates.com. Where are you guys at this morning? Big shout out to everybody. All 158 of you watching the show right now. Let's go. Let's get to 200. Hey. We're at 115 likes right now. Everybody watching the show, give us a thumbs up. Let's get to 200. That's 80 or excuse me, 86 to go. So let's hook it up. Um, what are you guys talking about? When did Isaiah Thomas start working at Papa Murphy's Pizza? Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Uh, brother says Papa Murphy's available at Utah, not NYC. Is there no Papa Murphy's pizza in New York? I'd have to look. I'm I'd have sure. to look as well. Um, where are you guys at today? Big shout out. Thanks for being here. You know, we've had an interesting week on the show. Uh, before we get back to uh, NBA talk, we had a big week on the show. Um, we rolled out memberships yesterday and you guys have absolutely rolled into it. I think we have 25 members, our first 25 members on the show. It's really humbling that you guys support us that way. It is $10 a month for our memberships. Um, and really what it gets you is exclusive access to the show. Um, and again, I'll put the link in the chat. What it gets you is, hey, every day we're going to upload an exclusive video for you uh, onto the YouTube channel. You're the only ones, if, you're, if you join and you pay us $10 a month, you're the only ones that can see that video. The rest of our viewers, the rest of the people on YouTube cannot see it. It's exclusively for you. You also get access to our exclusive Instagram uh, Monty Show group. What that gets you is, again, hey, during the Jazz game, we chat about the Jazz, BYU, Utah. Uh, when we find out yesterday, Kenny Scott tells us that Brand Keithy's coming back or all those exclusive things, we talk about them in the Monty Show group. Uh, you know, we do giveaways exclusively in that. Uh, we're giving away a PS5 exclusively to our members uh, in that group. And there's, again, 25 members on the show right now, I think, or whatever it is. Hey, you've got a 1 in 25 chance of winning that, that PS5. Yeah. So get in, pay your 10 bucks, and let's hook it up. Make sure when you join the group, make sure you DM Jake or I on Instagram. Jake is SLC. Jake, he really needs followers on Instagram. How many people follow you on Instagram? Not enough. Not enough. Are you at a thousand yet? Um, no, I don't think so. Uh, nine fifty-six. You're at. Oh, come on, man. Yeah. Forty-four people. Will you please go follow Jake on Instagram? SLC Jake. Follow Jake. DM him. Tell you. Tell him. Hey, I joined your membership on YouTube. Put me in the group. 
You have to join the membership group to get into our exclusive Monty Show group on Instagram. You have to be in to be in. It's really that simple. Um, Whether it's giveaways, exclusive information, chats during events, you get 24 access, 24-7 access to the show, and all you have to do is click the link. And Salty Drunk says, I project 100 members by Tuesday. Let's go. That'd be awesome. That'd be sick. Uh, Jake just followed you on the gram today. Plus, I DM'd you just so you know. Thank you. Who's following me? Yeah, I What saw about it. me? Well, you don't need followers. Yes, you're, I do. You're a big deal, right? I am. Right? You're, Hung you're, like a seer. You're, you're this big deal or whatever. The Monty Show. M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show on Twitter and Instagram. Jake is SLC Jake. Uh, the Rabble Rouser, The Troublemaker, also a member of the show. Greg Hawkins, getting yes, people yes, yes. banned on a regular basis on the Monty Show. Yeah, he did. He had a productive show yesterday. He did have a productive yeah. show. I was proud of you, Greg. Um, you know, if you missed it, we had to, we, our first time ever on the show. First time ever. First time ever, dude. And, and going on seven years, we've been doing a show. We've never banned anybody until yesterday. Get the fuck out! We had to ban yeah. our guy, Duck season. Yeah. Because he had multiple accounts and he was impersonating. It just, but no one's going to disrespect me. Tanner Plummer says, yes, man, I'm following you too. Okay, good, Tanner. Uh, my feelings were a little hurt, you know. Uh, members only t-shirt, just putting it out there. Oh, that's coming, dude. We that's were, 100% Mrs. Coming. Monty and I were designing t-shirts last night. That uh, Everybody has an opinion and I'd love to see it in the comments. What merch do you want? I am a big fan of doing the skull cap, a sweatshirt and a t-shirt. And I would absolutely be down to do a, a Monty Show member t-shirt. Yeah. I'd absolutely be down for that. Absolutely, we can do that. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, no, not duck season. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, Raptor88 says, I'm following both on the gram. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> Teddy gives us $5. He's also a member, by the way. And he says, Monty, got to pay up for the Jags-Jets game. Don't be like duck season. Exactly right, Teddy. Yes. Teddy, when are we going to, we, we got to do, so, Teddy, we got to go to a jazz game or something. Yeah. We got to hang out at a, at a Grizzlies game or we need to catch up. We need to get a status on that incredible beard of yours. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says free day pass to Park City Mount Resort for members only. Just saying. I would do that. Okay. We could put it together. Okay. How many, how many of you ski or snowboard? No. How, how no. many of you are snow sport people? No, no. We only snowboard in this town. Right. Thank Unfortunately, you. Unfortunately, we don't. Uh, I would love a Monty Show sweater. You want like, like a, a cardigan? Sweater. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, Boyd Lake uh, Boyd Lake also says something to go with my new Stroh's cap. Bro. Dude. Come you on, can't. Man. Okay. So, Boyd, if you were a member, I wouldn't give you as much heartburn about being a, a quote, Stroh's fan. Yeah. I mean, if you're a member, maybe we'll pound on a garbage can for you. Yeah. Pounding is the name of the game, you know? Catch me outside. Oh, How about my God. that? Lovren says, Duck Season paid the membership, then let their family uses it like a Netflix account and got banned. Well. Exactly right. Uh, Teddy says, Jazz game sounds great. Kurt Myers says, you guys really banned Jake's secret admirer? Yeah. Little ducky. Little ducky. It's Do- ridiculous. Does anybody have a grip on whether or not duck season is a man or a woman? Yeah, because it was kind of weird. I have it to be was, honest. It was, it was, it was not. It, it was, was a little very, erotic. That energy was kind of weird, bro. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Oh, let's go. The mayor of Monty Boom. Town. 
Also, Boom. good news. Finally giving up on an Android and getting my iPhone hey. 14 Max Pro. My Let's guy. Go. Let's go. My guy. Let's go. What made you? What pushed you over the edge, bro? What made you give it up? Yeah, we've had multiple Android versus Apple conversations. Mrs. Monty is hardcore Android. Even though she's an iPhoneer, She flipped and she loves it. She loves it. I, she probably hates it. Don't text me. My wife will text me and be like, hey, I never said that. I never said that. You tell those people Mrs. Monty hates Apple. My fucking ass. No, they hate that. Uh, you know, Pied Piper says, uh, Monty show ascots. Okay. Okay, you know. Uh, Tanner says, wait, is duck season Jake's secret girlfriend? No. You know. No. Uh, Bolton says, duck season was a full-on creeper. Yes, he, yes he was. Facts. Yes, he was. Raptor88 says, I'm thinking of switching to iPhone. Let's go. Well, okay, I'm serious. Let's have this conversation. It's Friday. Let's do this, right? What is pushing you guys over the edge as far as leaving Android to go to iPhone? And, and I'm not even trying to razz you about it. I'm being serious because I think it's really important. iPhone sales are down overall, right? Because the really? phones are getting better. Okay. Like they're not able to produce, like they're not able to create as much demand because of guys like me, right? I've got, I had the 11 Pro Max for a while. We all upgraded to 13s, and now Jeez. we're sitting here. Do you got, my God. Yeah. In the fourth quarter of 2022 fiscal year, Apple generated $42.63 billion in revenue from sales of iPhones. Yeah. Look, man, if iPhone sales is down... I, I want to be down not, like that. I, again, I didn't say they're struggling. I just said that their 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 overall demand is down. It is. Uh, let's see. What do the what do the numbers here say? Quarter two, 2022, 50 uh, million uh, revenue in millions in U.S. dollars. Quarter two, 2022, 50 million, 500, uh, 40 million in quarter three, 2022. Right. Forty-six point six two six million in quarter four, twenty twenty. So they're not struggling. It's Ooh. not like they're on the poverty plan, as duck season would say. But but demand is down, and so when I see Raptor or the mayor of Monty Town going full, hey, I'm going to the iPhone life. I'm I need curious to know why. why. Yeah, I'm I need curious to know why. why. What's the deal? Uh, I agree. Uh, let's see. Uh, Zernel Malone. Gives us a $3 tip and says USC killed the Pac-12 with no expansion of Pac-12. And that, you know, we've talked about that a lot on this show that they had an emergency meeting a year ago, August, and the president at USC was on that call. Yeah. And the Pac-12 was like, okay, bro, you want to expand? She was like, nah, bro, I'm good. And then like a month later announced they were leaving for the Big Ten. Torpedoed expansion in the Pac-12 and then went to the Big Ten. Yeah. It's Savage. Crazy. Uh, brother says, dude, I don't like iPhone. Jesus, I'm Android also. That must be duck season, Monty imaginary friend. <laughs> That's great. Caleb Harrison says, my dad has an Android. Thinking about getting an iPhone for his birthday so I can FaceTime okay, him. Okay, that's Thank one you. of the biggest. Thank so when you. Mrs. Monty went back to Apple, that was one of the biggest things that you guys talked about, that you couldn't FaceTime, you couldn't do find my friends. So like when Mrs. Monty would go hiking, you could see her on, you know, on Find My to make sure she was okay. Like, that's what it was. Oh, God. <laughs> you got it. What do you mean? FaceTime audio. Mrs. Monty's on FaceTime audio? 
You got to be on. Hello. Does this thing work? Is it on? Why are you? You're on the show, <laughs> Mrs. Monty. Why are you not on? I had to answer my watch because I was feeding the dogs. Oh, are you naked? Oh my God! Just no. like that. Oh. Okay. Well, we're talking about how we converted you away from the dastardly, you know, Android and got you onto iPhone. And I thought you would spend five minutes espousing about how much you love the iPhone. Because it's garbage. Well, yeah, but like, give me two minutes and call me back. <laughs> what are we on your time? Happy wife, happy life. Okay, fine. Fine. Okay. All right, goodbye. <laughs> so you call him out of the blue and she's feeding the dogs. By the way, a lot of people ask me about Mrs. Monty's arm. Mrs. Monty is in physical therapy. She broke her arm snowboarding. Um, she's actually able to lift her arm now. She's doing quite well. So it's all good. Uh, all right, let's see. Wow, you guys are really into this thing. Uh, BB says, Samsung Galaxy is so much more user-friendly. They also work better. iPhone are, uh, are break instantly crap warranty. I don't know about all that. I've had my iPhone for two years. Yeah, you know, iPhone's working fine. You know. Um, Jared says, Jared Marquette, who's also a member of the show says, uh, wife and multiple people I knew had iPhones. So it just seemed like an easier switch. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You know, uh, Jeremy Bolton, the mayor of Monty town and a member of this fine program says also, I wanted to see Caruso suck fest in all its glory. So I had to switch to iPhone. Wow. Wow. Plus most of my immediate family members had an iPhone. What I'm saying. I think that's the number one reason people switch. Yeah, they want to be able to FaceTime with everyone. They want to be able to have iMessage. They want to be able to like have fun with it. That's the thing. Apple has the majority of the of the smartphone pie. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, let, now Mrs. Monty is texting me. Uh, let's see. She says she's ready. Okay, so should okay, I just, just send, send her, her a video a link. link? Yeah, just get her ass in here. Send I'll her a send link. her a video let's link. Go. Let's get her on let's the show. Let's go. Get it done. Here God, we go. Let's get her Good on the Lord. show. No, but in all seriousness, though, I, I think that family aspect or that, you know, talking oh, with huge. your friends aspect is huge. Yeah, it's like huge. I think, you know, it's, it's, it's really interesting that that is how we're making our decisions. Yep. Uh, Salty Drunk says, I had an Android when I was 12. Well... <laughs> We really did. That's such a troller comment. Yeah. Uh, Caleb says the Galaxy Note feature is uh, cool. Can be user-friendly, but iPad matches that. Yeah, Mrs. Monty used to have a, um, a, a Note. I bought it for her because yeah. uh, she was such a, an Android fan. But I guarantee you, and I don't know this to be fact, but I almost guarantee she's going to say, well, my whole family's on Apple, so I want to FaceTime my mom or I want to FaceTime Bucket of Bullets or... You know, okay, like, nobody wants to FaceTime. Nobody wants to FaceTime bucket of bullets. Yeah. That? That, that's a lie. Yeah. Uh, Raptor88 says, my mother has an iPhone and has slowly convinced me to switch. Let's go. Uh, Preston Palumbo. What's up? Love the show, but Android for life. Okay, Preston. well, I can't accept that opinion until you're a member. So be a member and then <laughs> Android's welcome. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Uh, Charles N says, I'm an hour and 55 minutes behind. Fresno State is P5 ready. Nah, um, dude, no for, way. Well, and this is a big thing. And we'll, I, I'm happy to mix in sports while we bash Android. I mean, talk about iPhone versus Android. He's just a hack. Sorry about this Freudian slip. Um, but the, the question for me is, what does Fresno State bring from a value proposition? Because if you're looking to add Fresno State, you have to compare them to San Diego State. That Because those are the, I think San Diego State and SMU today right now those are the two hot commodities that will be added without question. San Diego State and SMU, I think, are the two. 
But Fresno State, for those of you who missed the story, Fresno State has a city council resolution to implore a P5 conference hey guys. to add Fresno State. We implore you to add Fresno State. Yeah, and I implore the lottery to give me the winnings. I implore you guys to be a member. I implore, you know, it not to snow as much. I like, implore my on. dogs to pick up their own crap in the backyard, come but that's on, not dude. happening either, Donnie, right? Like, out of your element. Congratulations to the Fresno City Council for imploring P5 conferences to do absolutely nothing. Congratulations, <laughs> but that's bullshit. Hey, Kevin Warren, did you hear Fresno's uh, City Council implored you to add Fresno State? Okay, let's do it. Um, Somehow, I don't think that's how this is going to play. Come on. Somebody needs come to explain on. to me, though, exactly what that looks like. Oh, God. Here comes our good friend and our Android-loving person. Now, I got to go put a background in here. Uh, let's see. Where are the backgrounds? Mrs. Monty makes her dramatic return to the show. How about that? Or how about Bubbles. We could do, but there we go. How okay, about that? bubbles, sure. How about that? Or we could do, we could do Rice Eccles Stadium. There you go. There you go. Please, all the Utah fans. Yeah, there you go, Utah fan. Yeah, Mrs. Monty. Oh wow, look at and Mrs. She Monty has the red flashing vest on. the she U. She has the red vest on, too. and she's got the red you vest know. on. Oh my God! And oh she, my oh, God! She's got oh smoke. My God. Oh, there's a revolt. <laughs> Good morning, sunshine. How are you? I'm fabulous. Are you going to update everybody about your arm, your dark wing? <sighs> yeah. Uh, I started physical therapy this week. So I am officially, uh, I've done two sessions and um, seeing improvement each time. It sucks. Like, you know, it's a lot of moving muscles and ligaments that haven't been moved enough. So it hurts, but it's good. It's weird to see the set in the background, the old like set in the basement. <laughs> we have not renovated the, we have not renovated the basement off of the set so like the jordan poster still there and leo picture still there. the leo picture still there the huge rip off of paint where B baker mayfield's face was all the <laughs> it, that's right hey there's the tragic bookshelf behind mrs monty that jake and i built oh man dude and then the fish tank on top of it but yeah look at you with your red 32 degree vest on yeah you look good hey so I why did you switch today. from android to iphone pressure from my family okay <laughs> I mean, I mean, you ain't wrong. But literally, right? like, yeah, because you wanted, you really, 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 really wanted me to be on iPhone. I did. So I caved. So I pressured you. Yes. Yeah, that's absolutely what happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's no doubt is. about that. Um, mm -hmm. Tanner Plummer, who is now a member of the program here. Right, the program. He wants you to <laughs> sing the, the Utah fight song. Utah man am I. I'm not seeing the Utah Fight song program. right now. It, the program. But she thank does, you. Maybe that'll be the... exclusive content. Yeah, that's exclusive for, content. For You're going to have to wait till later. Yeah, well, well, Mrs. Monty will do the Utah man, and everybody will cancel their memberships. It'll be great. Yeah. Um, Immediately. But, but you have to admit, you have to admit that admitting? you're admitting that iPhone is better than your Note was. Or are you? Do you like the iPhone? Has it been a good switch for you? It's been okay. And I'll, I hold the same thing they said before. iPhone made some improvements to allow Android users to come over to iPhone easier. So they made it easier to import your contacts. They made it easier to use all of the Google things that I already use. So Gmail, YouTube, you know, Google Docs, Google Drive, Google Photos. I can keep all of those things. I yeah. don't use iTunes. 
I use Amazon Music and I've used it for, I, I don't even know how long, um, probably seven, eight years. I'm not going to switch to iTunes. So they made it easier for Android users to come over and use their technology, which is good. You, you know, like they do have good technology. I don't think it's necessarily better. I think that there's two different types of people in this world. There are Apple oh, users and there are PC users and PC users are used to being able to do more things <laughs> and have more flexibility and uh, in their device. So here we go. Apple um, makes it very easy. My mother can use my 75 year old dear mother can use an iPhone. How do you like the Apple watch? It, it's good. It, it, it's integrated technology that makes it Stop easy. It. Now I do like that it integrates with my Peloton. That is definitely a plus, but I believe that they have the same thing for Garmin now. <laughs> I don't know why you won't just say you like it. You will never just say, how do you, <laughs> by the way, how do you like the mag charger that I got you for Christmas? Mag charger is fabulous. Yes, isn't it? Is fabulous. You don't have to worry about your stupid little Android cord anymore. Right? Uh, like, I did not have a stupid little Android cord. I had the original iPhone cord, which is like a two-foot cord. iPhone um, had some sort of stinginess where they give you like a two-foot cord that'll never reach from an outlet that's anywhere you know, you seem in angry. a normal place. I mean, you, it's you, ridiculous. You, you seem angry. I mean, it's frankly, ridiculous. you're lucky you're hot because your attitude sucks. I mean, you seem... <laughs> You, you seem angry. Hey, real quick, I want, I want you to talk about recruiters getting fired um, because it was interesting. We were talking about Amazon and, and you've worked in recruiting and HR for a ton of years. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about when, how companies lay people off. And yeah. Amazon announced, and if you didn't hear Mrs. Monty, Amazon announced that they're laying off 18,000 people, blah, 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 blah. But right. why do recruiters get whacked first? Recruiters and HR are a cost. They, they do not generate revenue. Um, so typically, if a company is not hiring, they don't need as many recruiters. And if they're not hiring uh, or they're laying off, they don't need as many HR support people like employee relations, um, HR generalists. They don't need as many of those to support people if they have a smaller staff size. But recruiters, recruiting coordinators, you know, typically that TA arm is the first one that gets shrunk unless talent acquisition doing well. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And I'm not saying anything that is unknown um, at Amazon. The total 18,000 will be all total from when they first announced in November. So it's not like a new, you know, 18,000. Yeah. But and still that is 1% like less than 1% of our workforce. And the other thing I think is so interesting is that people don't understand that, that just because the Alexa or the device group or whoever group at Amazon is seeing layoffs doesn't mean that Prime Sports is, is underfunded, right? Like, right. I just don't think that one equates to the other. I mean, I could be wrong about that, but... No, you know, I think you... Prime Sports has a while because they're really trying to get going. They're trying to develop content. Yeah. But uh, so I think they're funded for a period of time to, to see if they can make it successful. Um, and they've made some pretty big bets. But yeah. Yeah. And I think when it comes to the Pac-12 and if you're just tuning into the show, um, the, you know, TV sources were telling us yesterday that the Pac-12 and ESPN are struggling to come to an agreement um, because there's just no leverage for the Pac-12, which is why we've been talking about Fresno State and the fact that, you know, listen, the Pac-12 knows that it's got to make a TV deal. But I, I wonder the tipping point for Amazon versus an ESPN 
Because I think ESPN makes a brilliant move, and we were the first to report this as well. ESPN does not view Amazon Prime Video Sports as a competitor because they do different things. Amazon Plus or Amazon Prime and Amazon you know, Prime Sports is not competing with ESPN Plus. Because what ESPN Plus does is I can watch NBA games. Uh, when I'm laying in bed without a shirt on, Mrs. Monty knows sometimes that I watch a basketball game or... <laughs> Jake finds it awkward when I say things like laying in bed without a shirt. Anyway, the point is, you know, there are times where like I'll be watching ESPN Plus at the end of a game. Like that's not who Amazon is. Amazon is lock, stock, and barrel your partner on Pac-12 football, on Thursday night football. You know, I like, think they could put a lot into it, but they're very focused. Like they, like they took on Thursday night football and they put a lot into that. Yes. Um, I think, you know, unfortunately what they're seeing is that the switch is not quite as easy. So I think if they were to get another group, so Pac-12, you know, if they were able to get that, it would be a bigger draw and you would have more people who would get Prime memberships in order to have access to Prime Video. Yeah, but I, I, you're a woman. You're not a huge sports fan. I mean, I think, I think, and you correct me if I'm wrong. I think you, I think you like the NFL. By the way, did you hear about Tamar Hamlin this morning? They removed the breathing tube. He is breathing on his own. He's talking to his family members. He's calling his Bills teammates. So a great story there. Crazy. Um, but I wouldn't call you a, a huge. You're, you don't like NBA basketball. You don't necessarily mm. sit there and watch jazz games, but. As somebody that watches the NFL and you're a woman and it's not your number one, you'd much rather watch Property Brothers than the NFL, I think. How has it been for you like working in the NFL Thursday night thing? Like, is it awkward for you to flip to Amazon to get Thursday night football? I'll agree with you that we're all really used to having everything in one place on a TV. That's how it started. Which is that's what Jake says every day, right? Yep. Every day. Right? We're, that's how we grew up with it, right? But what we have to understand is that's not how it's going to continue. Mm-mm. It's just not. There is not enough money for local stations to, to fund having major sports anymore. Yep. It has to be like with the ESPNs of the world, the Bally Networks, like your specifics that, and it's going to continue to break up. Look at her up. pulling out a Bally Sports reference. Yeah. But I think it's going to continue to break up just like MLS went to Apple, which I, I don't understand at all. Somewhere it's going to crack because I'm not buying Apple TV as much as I love my iPhone. I'm yeah. not buying Apple TV. Because to it's garbage. Yeah. Would I have watched an MLS game if it was available on the same networks that I already have? Maybe. Yeah. You know? So I just think that we all have to figure out there's going to be some sort of a tipping point where we're going to see that things will break up a bit if you're not paying $176 a month for DirecTV, but you'll pay, you know, 125 a year for Amazon Prime, and that gets you a year's worth of sports that you're interested in. And then you'll pay, okay, you know, a certain amount over here for another group. But isn't this why the Amazon Prime Sports app is huge? Yeah. I mean, you, you, you have to be on phone. And th- anyway, we could talk this The issue the is, is that Amazon has to bring more sports. There, it can't, yeah. Like the issue right now for the Pac-12 is that if you just have Pac-12 there, if you're not a Pac-12 fan, you're not consuming that but content. But we didn't even know. And, and all I listened to, and Mrs. Monty, you can attest to this. Jake, you can attest to this. I love sports talk radio, only I can't listen to 99.9% of it. 
We didn't even know that Amazon had a sports talk channel. Yeah, on the, on the they're, Amazon they're app. building on, it, and it's not, you know. It's not great. M- Mrs. Monty was watching it. But, 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 Mrs. Monty, what did you love watching on Amazon Prime the other night? Prime, D- the Deion Sanders show. Oh, yeah. I love the Deion. I love documentary style or, like, reality. Not real reality TV. I'm not doing Real Housewives thing. But I like the, the, the Prime show. They have really good series. I just watched another series on Prime Video called uh, Three Pines. Loved it. Look uh, at the Wrexham series. Yeah. Like, the, well, but that was on uh, Netflix. Bravo. Netflix? Which we don't have anymore. Mrs. Monty cut the cord on Netflix. Good. Yeah. Right, like we don't. Hey. But the right, I, I think that's where sports is going. Anyway, anyway, what are we doing this weekend? Are we? Are we after we're done copulating? Are we going to like? Are we going to do copulating? What? Hey, what? well, we're going to have to talk about that later because I actually have a call. I have to go. <laughs> I see where your priorities are. But yeah, they pay me a lot. Hey, by the way, I love you. Have a great day. I love you too. All right. See you later. Bye. Oh there, my there God! Go. Just like that. Mrs. Monty right there. Good to be back on the show with her. Um, I think that's where sports is going. Yeah. And I think that's why it's critically important that Amazon has a sports-only app where I can watch Pac-12 football or I can well, watch it, NFL Thursday night football. And I know they're or, already, already developing the app. I, I, the only My only concern with the app is, like, it's another app on my phone. That's the only concern I have. Like, I would... Why is that, though? Because I already have the Amazon app on my phone. I, or, the excuse me, the Prime Video app on my phone. Right, so you have the Amazon app where you do your shopping. Mm-hmm. Then you have the Prime Video app on your phone. So then you're going to make me download another app for sports? Yeah, live streaming sports. Hell yes. I, I, I don't agree with that. I think it should be on the Prime Video app. I think you should make it much easier See, to access but that. Here, but here's the thing. And I think this is another talking point on this whole sports on stream thing. It's got to be one click. I need to be able to hit a button and Thursday Night Football is on my phone. And I think that's what that's Amazon's trying now. to do. No, it's not. Oh, no, it's on not. On your phone it is. No, it's not. It's it is. Prime Video. If you go to Prime Video, yeah. you have you still have two, three clicks you got to do. Hey, you got to flip through. Hey, am I looking for sports? Hey, am I looking for... On, on the sports app, and I assume, from what I understand it, the Amazon Prime Sports app, it'll be you open it up. And it's going to have a tab for the NFL, a tab for college football, a tab for sports talk. You click that tab. Hey, uh, the Monty Show, click, boom, ding, done. It's playing on your phone. Hey, I want to watch the NFL in English. Boom, done. For Thursday Night Football on TV, I've gone to the Prime Video app, and they put it on the home screen. On television, though, which means what do we have to do? We have to go off of traditional television. i got to flip my my TV over to Amazon Prime. Then it's there, and then I got to click it, and it's giving me five different options. Do I want like the AWS stat stats yeah. infused? Do I want Spanish, English? Like, do I want beginning or live? It, it, I, I'm telling you, on Amazon, on an Amazon Prime Sports app, I need it to say NFL. Watch this game live. Boom, done. Uh, I, and this is why I'm so interested on YouTube TV. I am a YouTube. We we there's two O's and Goose Boys. We are YouTube TV customers. Yeah. What's what's the Sunday ticket going to look like? Can I buy a Bears game a week, or will it be more affordable to buy the entire Sunday ticket? What about the Red Zone channel that I never watch? Well, you know what does. it's going to it's going to be more affordable to buy like on a per game basis. It'll be more affordable to buy the whole package 
Yeah. That's how the world works. Uh, let's see. Uh, Salty Drunk says, I'm telling you, Kurt Monty is uh, batting above his average. Oh, oh, my God. With Mrs. Monty? Are you kidding me? Yes. Yes. Kurt Meyer says, Mrs. Monty, classy, sharp lady. Way over my head. Way over my head. Salty Drunk, who's a member on the show, says, I would love to share. I would love shares in Amazon. I buy everything on their app. You should. Their stock is down. If you want to buy Amazon stock, now's not a terrible time to get in on it. Uh, I don't know what their, uh, what their stock looks like this morning. Let's look it up live on air. Um, what is their stock price this morning? $83.10. And year to date, their stock has gone from $85.82 just this year. Um, but if you look at their max stock price, they were, at a, they were at twice what their stock is at now. So if you want to buy Amazon stock, now's not the worst time because it's at uh, $83.10. Um, and this morning you could have gotten it at, I, what I would tell you to do is put a $75 order in on, on Amazon. And if you get to $75, I would buy Amazon. Cause you can't tell me their stocks going to be in the crapper forever. Yeah. I don't buy that for a second. That's where you get, that's where you get, you know, in my mind anyway, that's where you get value out of it. But Hey, I, I guess I'm just me. Uh, Tyler P says on my fire stick, it's one click on the homepage. There you go. Maybe it's easier. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, I truly don't think the whole app switching thing is that big of a deal. We are all watching on an app right now. You are. You are. But and my point with that is we, we, can't, we can't skip this. It matters. Amazon Shop, Prime Video for docu-series, sports, and another app. Like, I, like it becomes, like, we're going to get to a point where I've got three apps for Amazon, uh, two apps for YouTube, depending on what you want, YouTube TV yeah. or YouTube. I've got like, you know, all these different apps. And, and again, I'm not trying to be get off my long guy, but how many apps are we going to have on our phone for one company? Like yep. the eight o'clock hour presented by our good friends at barbecue pit stop, BBQ Find any of their five Utah locations, Logan, Layton, Lehigh, St. George. And of course our good friends in Murray. Uh, and again, I just tell you every day, I'm a Traeger guy. Um, do we have any Yoder fans in the audience this morning? Like, where where are you yes, guys? Yes, yes. I'm a Traeger guy all the way. Iron One Eight Eight Five. Jake was too lazy, didn't want to put wings on the smoker yesterday, so I'll have to do it by myself today. Mm-hmm. And the best part is, it doesn't matter what the weather outside is. You can fire up that smoker. It's as easy as plug it in, put the pellets in the hopper, and hit ignite. You know what the cool thing is? If you smoke while it's snowing, the snow won't affect the smoker. No, it's too hot. No, it's amazing. Oh, the smell you get. It lights up the entire neighborhood. I'm telling you, it's amazing. Um, And it's easy to use. I think there's this belief that smokers are hard to use. They're not. Quite literally, plug it in, put the pellets in, hit ignite. You're done. It heats up like your oven. Then it says, ding, it's done. And it sends you a message. It sends you a message on your phone um, that says, hey, your smoker is up to temperature. Wi-Fi technology. Because it's it's all Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. So it'll communicate with your phone. You walk out, you put the pizza, the wings, the burgers, the chops, the brisket, right onto the grill. Boom. 20 minutes later, you get the best wings you've ever had. The best Papa Murphy's pizza you've ever had. You name it, you can do it. Veggie skewers. Mrs. Monty loves like her fish, salmon. She's usually a salmon or like a, she's more of a white fish fan though, like a cod. Uh, Not Call of Duty, the fish cod. Uh, She likes the white cod. Yeah, Call of Duty, right. Anyway, you put, don't put the PS5 on the, 
smoker. Anyway, you, but you put the cod filet on the smoker, wrapped in foil, a little bit of lemon, seasoning the way you like it. Boom, done. 20 minutes. Bada boom, bada bing. I mean, it's amazingly easy. Don't get intimidated. And by the way, if you have questions about how to use a smoker, ask the guys at Barbecue Pit Stop. BBQPitStop.com. You can always text and talk with them on their website. They have a cool little chat box on their website. And you could say, hey, how long do I need to, you know, what temperature do I preheat my smoker to for a steak? for a pizza, for wings. They're going to tell you, hey, what's the best seasoning? And you can just stop right there. You don't even have to say four because they're going to say asado seasoning. It's amazing. Um, but they've got all of that stuff. Equipment, seasoning, spices, rubs, sauces, barbecue pit stop, bbqpitstop.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Boyd Lake says, pit boss, we did an 18-pound brisket for Christmas Eve dinner. Uh, Homer drool. Oh there you man, go. brisket there you sounds go. so good. Burn ends. Who's Another a burn end thing fan? we're doing in our Instagram group and our members only smoking content. Yep. Oh, is that true? Jaron Eccles, who's a member of the program, says Mike White has been ruled out against the Dolphins. Dude, I don't know what to make of the Dolphins. I mean, and Jaron, you're a, you're a Dolphins fan. I, I, this team is to a tongue of Iloa. When he plays, they win. Yeah. When he gets hurt, they don't Which win. Which is pretty incredible considering the guy's left-handed and has melted his brain this season. Like, I, I, I don't know how that's even possible. I don't know what you do. So is Zachy Poo your guy with the Jets? I, I don't know the answer to that. Like, I, I look at the Jets. Um, you know, like, I, I look at, at how they're going to move forward. I mean, Zach Wilson's certainly not on that team next year. I don't think there's there's any doubt about that. But you look at what they're doing. Uh, Adam Schefter, ESPN, uh, says Jets quarterback Mike White out Sunday. Joe Flacco and Zach Wilson will back him up. Yeah. They're starting Joe Flacco. That's unbelievable. You're casual. That's unbelievable. And again, I, I just ask, and, and I know I, I am way over the top here, but tell me again that Zach Wilson's not a bust. Tell me again, because you're going to blame it on the Jets. I know you're going to blame it on the Jets. Then how do you explain Mike White? How do you explain Mike White? I don't know, because he thrived. Zach Wilson did not. Zach Wilson makes terrible decisions. Mike White does yeah, not. And even after the three weeks off or whatever it was, he still struggled. Yeah, I, I don't know how you... I, I, yeah, I, I got to believe that the... I got to believe... Don't you take the Dolphins in this game? I mean, you have to, right? I I, I think you have to. I, I don't know how else. Are they you running would. their rookie out there again? Yeah, I don't know what else you. What, I mean, what else would you do? Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, the Dolphins are the Dolphins would have been a lot better if Tua could have stayed healthy, but shoulda, coulda, woulda. You know what I mean? Like it just is what it is. Yeah. I I don't know how you explain how much of an impact he has. I mean, it it is. Mm. I, I I'm not a Tua guy. And we've talked about this for years on the show. I'm, I swear I'm not just saying this now. Tua Tungavailoa is not a guy you can believe will stay healthy. Yeah. You need, and again, Josh Rosen wasn't that guy. You've never had somebody after Dan Marino, pretty much. Ryan Tannehill probably wasn't that guy, but he was fantastic with the Titans. Like, yeah. you look at their history of quarterbacks, it's just... You're maybe, not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Are they the Chicago Bears of, the, 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 of Southwest Florida? Like, do you just not, or, or excuse me, South Florida, you just don't develop quarterbacks? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Jaron Eccles says, I've been depressed, a depressed Dolphins fan for 20 years. This has been a fun season to watch. I yeah, bet it is. I'm sure you were excited when Tyreek came along. Uh, the mayor says, oh my God, Joe Flacco, I'll rule out Zach Wilson after he gets another chance in another system. 
see Alex Program. Smith. Well, but Alex Smith was not a bust. Alex Smith was never a bust. No, Alex Smith just wasn't talented enough to be a star, but he was damn good as, you know, fill-in guy. As like, but I think Alex Smith as a San Francisco 49er was good enough. He could have... you. And I will go this far. If Alex Smith had been the starting quarterback through the Super Bowl, they would they would have won. Jim Harbaugh would be a Super Bowl champion right now. But he wanted to he wanted to go with with Cap. And I at the time I understood it. Cap was far more athletic, had a much bigger arm, and Alex Smith, in my opinion. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Greg Hawkins. Zach padded his stats in a COVID season. Not a not bad as a QB, but wasn't ready to take the NFL jump. That I agree with the Hundo yeah. P. I agree with that. Uh, Jose says Ohio State doesn't like Oregon. Also, more importantly, this whole narrative that Ohio State's keeping Oregon out of the conference is just not true. Yeah, you are fake. It's a money. It's a money thing. It's an equation. If you bring Ohio State and Washington into the Big Ten today, everybody's paying for them to come in. Yeah, everybody is giving up some money to bring them in. You're not going to do that. You need a streaming deal in the Big Ten with an Amazon, with an Apple, with a YouTube TV. That's what you need. And I, I, my belief is, I think if Google does well with Sunday Ticket, they will, they will stream college football Yeah, uh, on, a, on a conference level. I think they will do that. Uh, SA says Mike White is 2-5 and five as a starter, not thriving, but certainly better than no, Zach he Wilson. he looks way better, dude. N- nobody's on. saying he's thriving. What my point is, is that Mike White was a far more competent quarterback than Zach Wilson. At least they were scoring. At least he was moving the ball. Like, they're yeah. not a winning team, but at least it was serviceable. Uh, Jared Eccles says there's rumors uh, of possible Tom Brady coming to the Dolphins next year. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, my thoughts are you're dreaming. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I think, I think their infrastructure is not set up for him. You need a team around Tom Brady. Tom Brady should have and probably could have and probably will end up as a 49er. Okay. It's just my opinion. With all due respect to Brock Purdy, and I, I, I mean, I just yeah, don't Purdy. believe, I don't believe that they believe in Jimmy G. And with all due respect. Another Tua who's always hurt. Um, you know, I just, I, I, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it at all. By the way, what the flip are the Lakers doing? The Lakers are bringing in DeMarcus Cousins for a workout Tuesday. <coughs> <laughs> Sham Sharania uh, also tweets, the Lakers are progressing towards a 10-day contract with five-year vet Sterling Brown. Oh, thank God we're saved. Like, w- what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Like, you're the LA flipping Lakers. Sterling Brown and LA Lakers doesn't compute. Don't play intramurals, brother. Why do you still have those two first-round picks? And by the way, if you're just tuning into the show, and if you're not an exclusive Monty Show member, you don't know this. If you are a member, and it's $9.99 a month, and you get all of our breaking news first, if you are a member, you know that Boyan Bogdanovich has a say in the jazz trade, which I think is fascinating. Because without question, the Phoenix Suns, would love to add Boyan Bogdanovich. And the guy that they would get in return in that Atlanta trade is Bogdan Bogdanovich. That trade doesn't happen if the Suns can can leverage Indiana to, or excuse me, Detroit, to get Boyan Bogdanovich. That's right, T. It's a huge tipping point. And, I, and I'm just telling you, you have not seen the last of craziness in the NFL. You, you just haven't. And I'd be very surprised... 
I would be very surprised again if we don't see a Boyan Bogdanovich trade. Right. And I think when you look at um, when you look at what Boyan Bogdanovich brings to the Suns, it would cripple the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And it absolutely because he's the exact guy the Lakers are missing. We've seen it night in and night out. A, you're wasting LeBron James. B, you need a guy who can stand at the perimeter and knock down the three. Boyan Bogdanovich. Plain and simple. Yep. You need a guy that can bang a little bit. We've seen now, especially in Detroit, Boyan throws his shoulders around a little more this year. I like his game, mainly because you need somebody who can shoot the three, and he's shooting at an incredibly high level. Make the Boyan Bogdanovich trade. Yeah. Palinka, make it. But they want to hang on to their two first-round picks, and I think it's incredibly short-sighted. Agreed, completely. Incredibly short-sighted. Draft picks are going to lose value into the future. I just, I just don't think... What are you doing? Sterling Brown. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's classic Polinka. I mean, I'm hearing names like Sterling Brown and DeMarcus Cousins. Neat. Yeah, You're going to need know. more than that. It's so frustrating to me. Yeah. It, it, it is just so frustrating to me. Uh, brother says, oh my God, Tom Brady to the Patriots and now Tom Brady to the Dolphins. Are you seriously serious? Come on, you need to retire. <laughs> Tom Brady can still play at a high level in this league. Yeah. I think he's got one more year. Teddy Wayman, who's a member of the show, says, screw the Lakers, man. <laughs> it's hard to be a Laker fan. I'm not Appreciate a Laker you, fan. Teddy. I'm a Bulls Appreciate fan. You, bro. I'm a Bulls fan. Right. But they're wasting LeBron James. I don't care what kind of NBA fan you are. LeBron James deserves to be playing in games of leverage. Yeah. And he's not. And it's because they're just flipping incompetent. That's all it is in L.A. I, like, I'm telling you, it's frustrating to me. It's frustrating to me that the Lakers are bad. I'm going to get medieval on your ass. I'm one of the people that believe when the Lakers, Knicks, Celtics, Bulls, teams like the Jazz are are good, the league's better. When you have your major cornerstone franchises sucking out loud, it's not good for the NBA. It it just isn't. Luis Capazzo. Oh, hello. Luis Capazzo says, once again, Rob making us all scratch our heads and wasting talent on the Lakers, for sure. Yep. For sure. Uh, salty drunk. Let's get some more green names in the comments. It's the equivalent uh, of a coffee a week thereabouts. Let's go. Hey man. So I'm saying you guys subscribe yeah. to the show. It's worth your time. And again, like? and I want to be really clear on this whole membership thing. We're not doing it because we're trying to make all this money and everything. I mean, obviously it helps us for sure. Like when you guys contribute, but really what we're trying to do. And, and we talked about this a lot yesterday. We are trying to bring you guys more value especially when we're not live on the show. So like before yesterday, when we weren't live, all you had access to really was just more shows, right? Like more shows that we had already done that you could go back and listen to. But now it's a little bit different. Now we've got a membership where you can pay to be in an Instagram group or we're talking to you all day, right? Where we're giving you information, where we're there's all kinds of stuff that happens. Everything from giveaways to Hey, what do you guys, how do you guys smoke this pizza to what do you think of this trade? I mean, like literally everything under the sun. And then on top of that, you're getting access to the PS5 giveaway that we're going to do. You're getting access yeah. to five to one entries on, on bigger giveaways. And it, like, so the point is, is that yes, it's $10 a month, but that $10 gets you a ton of value, and that's why we're doing it. Yeah, and I think everybody that's in that group so far, I think you see tremendous value in it already. I mean, just the the jazz conversation that we had, and if you subscribe, we talk a ton of NBA in that group. We'll talk a ton of football. Like, it's just a a lot of fun. 
Uh, so hook it up. The link is just above in the comments right there. Uh, make sure you give us a thumbs up, though. All 162 of you that are here, if you all gave us a thumbs up, it really helped the show grow. Uh, let's see. David Floyd says, you guys need to broaden your platform to track all Big 12 teams. Love your show. We talk a ton of Big 12 on this show. Yeah. I mean, a ton. Um, let's see. Jeremy Bolton said, oh, no, the Lakers and LeBron are being wasted. I mean, what do we do? I agree with Teddy Wayman, stupid Lakers. (coughs) To which Teddy Wayman says, LOL, that's right, Jeremy Bolton. (laughs) My guy. Uh, What's up? Uh, Zernel Malone gives us $3 to say, Pac-12 needs Memphis, San Diego State, Tulane, and SMU. Are we overhyping Tulane? Tulane uh, beats USC the other day I in think the Cotton Tulane Bowl Classic. Tulane is more of a P5 team than Fresno, Fresno State. State. Yeah, you know, I do. I mean, Tulane won, what, two games last year? Yeah. And they flip around, go to the Cotton Bowl, have a huge year. Like, Yeah. I mean, Tulane's in a tiny market. New Orleans is a tiny but market. But again, it, like, yeah, sure, but that's the Pac-12 yeah, so has Fresno. access to, right? Like, that's where they're at. But I, 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 you know, I look at Charles M. Says SMU has uh, instant USC potential. SMU is the USC of Texas. It's in every respect. I mean, I, I'm a big believer that SMU is a tiny school. But they're different than Stanford. I mean, they're alumnus. They're boosters. Their lack they're lack of arrogance. They're intact. And I think when you look at, at SMU, I think they're very desirable for the Big 12. They're very desirable for the Pac-12. So, you know... Uh, Jose says, nobody wants Utah. Oh, I would disagree. I think everybody and their brother in the Big 12 would line up today to help them sign that contract. Yeah. I, I mean, there's just, no, there's just no doubt about that. They would love to see him there. Uh, Charles M says, SMU football needs only experience a rebirth dependent upon a, a P5 evaluation. Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know what would happen there. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> Lakers making news today. I'm telling you, they're getting ready to make a trade. They're getting ready to make a trade. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski through Dave McMenamin, ESPN LA Laker reporter, says, as expected, the Lakers are guaranteeing the contract of Austin Reeves and Wenyan Gabriel for the rest of the season. Wenyan Gabriel is a guy that is, he's capable. He's tough to deal with. So that's not surprising at all. Um, Boyd Lake says Tulane in the Pac-12 would be hilarious. Go Mud Dogs. Um, I don't know about that. I don't know if it'd be hilarious. Um, let's see. Salty Drunk says my attraction to the show is the ability to interact, and by being a member, it increases that experience. Great concept, guys. Thank you. I appreciate. What we're that. trying to do, man. Appreciate that. Uh, Jaron Eccles says I hated the Lakers as a kid because they kill the Jazz, but man, they're a ton of fun to watch. Rip Kobe. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. Uh, Louis Capazzo, the Utes don't want to admit that the Y took the right path getting into a conference. Therefore, they don't want to move. I think there's a lot of that. Yeah. I think if, if Utah could go back and do it over again, how do you not, if you are in the beginning times of Pac-10, Pac-12 expansion, how do you not include BYU in that now? If you could go back in time, you're telling me you wouldn't accept BYU. Yeah. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you would. And at the end of the day, I think independence for BYU is incredibly lucrative and important. The relationship with ESPN alone made it worth it. Yeah. The big games you played made it worth it. The money you made made it worth it. And now you're in the Big 12. It made it worth it. It made it worth it. Um, 
Talking with Raphael, I'm telling you, the NCAA should do relegation-type conference. You, they, I the, agree. The NBA should do relegation. I agree. The NFL should do relegation. I think it's great. I think it is great. Um, SA says New Orleans is the 27th market. Salt Lake is 29th, but very different. Very. And again, we've talked about this on the show. The number of people don't matter. There are very few exceptions. It's the, the appetite and the passion for it. USC in Los Angeles. Why is UCLA largely irrelevant? Well, because nobody goes to the Rose Bowl to watch games. Doesn't make you feel responsible. I mean, at times for UCLA this year, it was embarrassingly empty. Yeah. USC, good crowds, good alumni, good boosters, passionate fan base. They lead the news cycle. It's the Lakers. Why does, why does nobody care as much about, you know, pick your UC system school, Cal? Right. Cal's irrelevant in the Bay Area. Irrelevant. But if you look at MLS is a great example. Right. What do they have, 36 teams in the greater Los Angeles area? If you, look, if you look at the Galaxy and LAFC, huge fan bases. Great numbers on the radio and TV. You look at USC football, big numbers. You yeah. look at why are the Clippers largely irrelevant? That's a Laker town. Now they're getting their own building, and we'll see. But you can't tell me that New Orleans and Tulane are going to deliver big TV numbers. They're not. Yeah. What does it matter if you're two markets ahead of Utah if you can't deliver Utah viewership, and Tulane cannot? It's the bottom line. Tulane cannot. You know. So I, I just think it's it's a very different conversation. Mitch Davis, what's up? Uh, I just discovered your back. Missed 13, 20 days when I was an intern with KSL covering BYU when we crossed past. Happy to have you back. I'll start showing up each morning. Appreciate Let's you, Let's go. Mitch. What's up, man? Uh, good to see you. Uh, David Rod Rodriguez. UCLA blocked expansion two years ago just to turn around and jump ship. USC blocked expansion. Yeah, USC. Uh, T. Lawrence Gragston says Pac-12 is toast. Could have added BYU in Texas. Toast. That's interesting. See what he did there? Interesting. See what he did there? Texas toast. Interesting. I, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you at all. I really don't. Uh, all of our NBA talk on the show is presented by our good friends at Quick Quack Car Wash. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Best car wash in Utah, Phoenix. Best car wash in the country is Quick Quack Car Wash. I love that I don't have to deal with a computer. I love that I don't have to roll up. And you know that awkwardness when you go to a car wash or a parking garage? I thought was a great analogy. Hey, man. Hey, man. Uh, can I sign you up on the $40 a month plan and, uh, you know, you'll never hear from us again? But that or when you got to open the window, roll the window down, and you got to reach all the way over to put your credit card in. Hey, man. Let me sign you up on uh, the year-long subscription. That's $1,000. And then you can deal with the machine. And then you, you know, like you don't get, like you drop the credit card on the ground or like you don't get that at Quick Quack. There's a guy with a little pad, iPad that walks up to you. He puts your, your license plate in. I am a member at Quick Quack. I pay $21.99 a month. I probably go five, 10 times a month. And I never pay more than $21.99 a month. Whether I go once or a hundred times, it's $21.99 a month. $21.99. $21.99. And the thing I love about it is I roll up, they put my... License plate in. Every time he walks up, he's like, hey, Monty, here's your free dashboard wipe. How can we help you today? That's what separates him. That's what separates Quick Quack from everyone else. I get a friendly person with a smile who does exactly what he says he's going to do. Yeah. And I'm in and out of there in five minutes, which I love. Quick Quack Car, walk, car Wash brings you all of our NBA talk. On the Monty Show, uh, let's see. Gorilla Nell says, stop the New Orleans disrespect. Who's disrespecting New Orleans? Who is somebody in the comments disrespecting New Orleans? Who would do that? 
Uh, Ron Nolan says, I'm just curious, how should you take your sunglasses off at In-N-Out Burger? Well, come on. That was a fire video. People loved that video. Video did well. It did do well. People loved that video. Yeah. Come on now. Hey, we got uh, about 10, 15 minutes to go on the show here, and we need 50 more likes. If you are here watching the show and you have not hit the like button, hook it up. We're at 150. We're well over 1,000 views. We have 150 likes. If you guys could hit the like button, that would be amazing. Let's uh, switch from New Orleans to Tennessee. I want to talk about this. Tennessee. 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 Does anybody remember that song? No. Uh, Of course you don't. Uh, Did you guys hear about this new DUI law in Tennessee? So if you get drunk and you go drive, you get in an accident, you kill somebody who's a parent, you got to pay child support for their kids until they're 18 or until you pay the full debt. So if... You know how child support works. Hey, every month you pay $8 million to a woman who probably never loved you. Just being bitter. Anyway, uh, so you pay child support every month. On their 18th birthday, that child support comes to an end. Unless you missed payments and then you got to make those payments up. Because you were in prison serving time. So if you go to jail for vehicular manslaughter while driving drunk, when you get out, you start making those payments. But you're back due. So until they're 18 or you pay the full balance, you owe them child support. You like this rule? Love this rule. Oh, that's right. You were in prison and so you don't have a you don't have a job. Oh, you can't afford to make the payments once you get out? Yeah, you have a year to get a job to start making payments. So that's what I love about this. There's absolute accountability. Hey, you're you're there are no loopholes. Like, okay, hey, Hey, the kid's 20. I don't have to pay anymore. Uh-uh. Stop right there. Yep. You haven't paid your payments yet. You need to fulfill your obligation. I love that about this law. And I think that, you know, everyone takes driving so casually nowadays, you know? And 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 I think that if you're going to decide to drive under the influence, there's a price to pay. And it's a heavy one. And, and I think it's proper for sure. Yeah, I love this. I do. I, why can we not stop DUIs in this country? Oh, it's very simple. There's no punishment for it. There's no punishment for it. You can get off the hook. There are people who have three, four, five, ten 10 DUIs and they're still driving. Yeah. And the thing that I, I have said this forever and I know it pisses people off. If you get a DUI, you should never be allowed to drive again and it should be a mandatory 12 months in prison. And that's if you didn't hit anybody. Yeah. If you didn't hit anybody, no accident, they just pulled you over because you were swerving. You, you're guilty of DUI, 12 months in prison, you never drive again. Not jail, prison. Go break rocks, bro. Prison. How many people would not drive drunk? Because yeah. there's just no excuse for it. If you kill somebody while you are driving drunk, you should, that's life in prison mandatory. No plea bargains, no lesser charges. 12, that's the rest of your life if you kill somebody. And then maybe we wouldn't be doing drunk driving anymore I just, it is the rest of your life i just don't see i just don't see how that works i Today. really don't it's so frustrating to me that we as a country cannot stop driving under the influence of of drugs and alcohol and it, it it's unnecessary and with with the advent of uber with the advent of cell phones with the advent of all these ride shares you're still telling me you're going to drive drunk it's just completely irresponsible I do not drink when I'm out driving. I don't. I don't even drink at, at dinner. I won't even have a beer. I just don't do it. Yeah. And I'm telling you, if you drive drunk, you should be in jail for, in prison for a year and never be allowed to drive again. 
I, I just don't think I, I just don't think there is there is any there's any room for error on this. It's just such a clear cut thing, you know. And I see these guys saying, "Oh, bad take, bad take." Well, maybe then, maybe maybe if it's such a bad take, then we can just agree to disagree because I don't think that the beer is worth killing somebody. No, it's not. And that's what really it's bothers not. me. Oh, hey, I'm having some wings at the bar. I got to have that beer. No, buddy, you actually don't need to have that beer. You can wait till you get home. Yep. Um, let's see. So Ryan P. disagrees with me. Ooh, big comment dump. Ryan P. says, bad take. Sorry, Monty. That's like arguing that prison is a deterrent for murder, yet murder persists. Well, murders are at an all-time low, by the way. But um, no, it's not the same thing as murder um, because... Murder is a very different modality. It's a very different mental state. When you look at DUIs, you're making a choice. You are making a choice. They're not expensive enough. They're not the, you don't go to jail. You don't lose your drivers, your driving privileges for the rest of your life. If, and the issue is Sally Jenkins, the 27 year old who's out with her friends has one too many to drink. She's like, I'm fine. She needs to think, well, you know what? I can't drive drunk like this. I, I've had too many to drink. I can't. And maybe, hey, I'm only, maybe I'm only slightly over the limit. I'm fine. No. You're, you're not. not. You're not fine. And I you're think not. that the problem is, is we just don't take it seriously. Do you understand how much damage you do to your life by, by getting in trouble for DUI? Do you understand that? Like, even if you don't kill anybody, even if it's, even if no one else is related, you just crash your car. Do you understand that? That's an insurance claim on your license. It's a it's a police claim on your license. Like you're you're forever altered. Why? How can you sit here and say that this is a bad take? I I at a minimum I think it should be a felony. Any DUI should be a felony. I don't think there should be levels. Yeah. Uh, you can be accused of DUI when you are stone cold sober. All it takes is an idiot cop, and there's a ton of those. Get a lawyer. I'm not telling you that you shouldn't well, have on, but, but, you shouldn't have due process. This, this nobody assumes, said that. This assumes that you 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 won't take a breath test. What do you mean? It doesn't matter what the cop thinks. And listen, listen, breathalyzers. What? Uh, sure, there's corruption in all of that. I get it. Get a lawyer. Defend yourself. But what I'm saying is there should be no plea available to you. There shouldn't be. Okay, well, aggravated manslaughter instead of. Were you driving drunk? Okay, well, you failed a breathalyzer. Then we took you to the hospital. Blood testing should be mandatory. Blood testing absolutely should be mandatory. You fail the blood test. It, it is what it is. Your blood alcohol level doesn't lie. But we want to make and spin these excuses that, you know, it's, it's, it, it is too draconian, somebody said. I think Charles said that. Sorry, man. Like, Why are you trying to die on the hill of drinking and driving is okay? Why are you trying to be on that hill, bro? Yeah, and I, I just think that that you have to, at some point, take a hard line on, on DUIs. Charles, I'm being serious. I'm calling, it's killing I, people. I'm doing this. Charles, why are you dying on this hill? Why are you taking that stance? What, why are you making comments like that? Do you understand how many people die every year because of drunk driving? Do you get that? Like, do we really need to pull out the stat book on how many people die every year? Yeah, and I think the thing that, that this plays to is you have no right to assume you're going home tonight. 
because there's so many things that are out of your control and drunk drivers are one of them. And Charles says, been a DUI trial lawyer for 35 years. Okay, so then why are you why are you trying to sit here and have this argument? What what is your what is like what is your dog in the fight, dude? Like I don't understand that. You've been a DUI trial attorney, and I'm assuming you're on the criminal side. So if you are if you are representing those who drive drunk, explain to me why they deserve a second chance to drive drunk. Because overwhelmingly, if if why do they deserve a second opportunity? Why? I, I don't, you shouldn't have done it the first time. Why are we going to give you a suspended license and, like, you know, <laughs> X probation and a $10,000 fine? That's not enough. That's not enough. Uh, Ryan P said, nobody said it's okay, but hyperbole and lack of punishment isn't helpful. It's not hyperbole. If I, I, if I said to you, hey, if you drive drunk, you're going to jail for, for a year and you are never going to be allowed to drive again. Oh, suddenly so many people don't drive drunk. You are never going to be legally allowed to drive again. And you're going to spend a year in prison and you're going to have a felony on your record for the rest of your life. You will never pass another background check. You think that's too much for drunk driving. You think that's too much. How is that too much? Like that I don't get. I I don't get that. You know, like, and I want to understand it. I want to understand it. Uh, Charles says, you don't know what you're talking about. So explain it to yeah, me. Yeah, I've yet to hear your explanation. Explain it to me. Yeah. You're on the criminal side. Explain to me why I should give somebody a second chance to drive drunk. Answer the question. You drove drunk once, and especially if you were involved in, a, in an accident and there was bodily injury, there's just there's no chance you should ever drive again. None. And you should spend a year in prison thinking about that. You forever damage somebody. Why should we give you a second chance? So stop that? telling me I don't know what I'm talking about and start explaining why someone should get a second chance. It's amazing to me. Tom says 12 months in prison for being 06 uh, blood alcohol. Yeah, that's a wild take. But why are you even getting close to the line? Why are you getting close to the line? And again, I'm not telling you to take due process out. I'm not telling you that you can't go to trial, that you can't plead innocent, that you can't, or not guilty, that you can't hire a lawyer like, like, like Charles. I'm not telling you not to do that. What I'm telling you is, is at the end of the, the, the judiciary process, when this has been adjudicated, if you are found guilty, you should never be allowed to drive again and you should go to prison for a year. That's what I'm telling you. And you should never have a chance to drive drunk again. So this is what I love about guys like Charles, with all due respect. It doesn't take much to get falsely accused. I don't care if you're falsely accused. Defend yourself. You're, 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 a, you're a DUI lawyer. This is what you do. I'm not saying you shouldn't have a gig, bro. What I'm saying is you should absolutely have due process. What you shouldn't have is a second chance to go and kill somebody. We're not talking about what are we talking about? accused. Like you're talking about something else. Stop spinning. We're not talking about falsely accused. We're talking about, hey, you were found guilty. Not accused, guilty. Due process. Hey, you were found to have had, and you know, you were found to be over the legal limit because you were drinking, and then you decided to get in your, you know, two and a half ton Dodge Ram TRX, and you hit Buddy the lawyer. We're not talking about falsely accused here, bro. Get on the same page, please. And and I will say, 
one of one of my good friends is a is a is a criminal defense attorney and I've actually had this conversation with him and his take to me has always been there's too many loopholes in the DUI system there's so many ways to get out of DUIs you should in all the old commercials never friends don't let friends plead guilty to driving drunk which is a play on what friends don't let friends drive drunk that's how many loopholes are in the DUI system. Like nobody's saying that you shouldn't have due process. You should, you deserve, like it is you, literally your right in the United States of America to have due process. Yeah. What is not your right is to be found guilty based on evidence, Mr. Trial Lawyer, and then take your ass out back to your truck and go to the bar with your boys that same night and do it again. That should not exist in our country. It and listen, shouldn't. listen, man, Charles, I'm open to it. If you're telling me that the, 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 there's too many holes in it, okay, cool. I'm all for blood testing. I am all for blood testing. Hundo P. There are, there are test kits out there where you can do a finger, a finger stick, and then if, that, if you fail that finger stick, they should immediately take you to a facility, a hospital, wherever, and do a full blood draw and test your blood. That's what I think because I am that against driving under the influence of alcohol and drugs. I just don't think you can. Talking with Raphael says, playing devil's advocate for a bit, but what if a person was under the influence and had an accident happen? That person has tremendous guilt. Should we punish someone for that long? I understand it's bad, he said. I think one year in prison, and if, listen, if you kill somebody, your, guilt, your level of guilt doesn't bring them back. This is the problem. And a little bit of this is my experience in, in covering gang crime. I cannot tell you how many gang members I have talked to in prison who have said, if I could take it back, I would. But you know what they say right after that? I know I can't, so I'm okay with it. I know I can't bring back that. Like I can vis vivid vividly remember talking to a guy in the San Mateo County Jail in the Bay Area. He had a kid, and I've told this story before. He had a kid, he gave this kid a $100 bill, sent him down the street. He, the kid came back, uh, I think the kid was five years old. I mean, a kid, a little boy. Came back with a brown paper bag with a nine millimeter in it. Gave it to the gang member who got in his car drove three blocks from his house and murdered another gang member and got caught and is in, is in jail for 25 years. Should that guy ever get out of jail? He's in jail for 25 years. And he's like, I know if I could go back and do it, obviously I wouldn't do it again. And I'm okay being in prison for 25 years because I know what I did. Like, I feel bad for you because you gave your life to street crime. I feel bad for you that 25 years is over, but I feel worse for the kid and the family who's dead. Yeah. That's what, that's how I look at it. It's just me though. It's just me. It, it, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Louis Capazzo uh, says thumbs up to this conversation. Yeah. We love talking about stuff like this. We don't make it personal by the way. Hey, Charles, I don't think you're a bad guy. I, I don't. You, I don't think you're a bad guy, Charles. But what I lose my patience with is you. You trying to talk about one thing, and we're clearly talking about another thing. Yeah, I nobody's mean, talking about falsely accused. We're not talking about 
hey, dude was falsely accused and you guys want him to sit and rot in a prison. We're not, we're we're not, not talking, talking about, about police that, corruption. We're, we're not talking about... We're talking about, hey, you were found guilty through, through evidence and due process. You should, like, you need... There is a penalty. And to, to um, Raphael's comment... I appreciate the, the, the question there, Raphael, and the sentiment. Hey, like, they have tremendous guilt. Should we really be punishing these people? Yeah, we should. Because you know why? Because, because things have a price. I know, and we all know, you don't pay your rent, your credit's going to get dinged. Right? You don't yeah. pay that credit card bill, your credit's going to get dinged. Right? Just the same way that I know, hey, if I drink, I'm going to do a year in prison. Oh, wait. No, we don't know that because that's not how it's set up. So we do drink, and we don't do the time, and we do kill people. Yep. Pretty simple. Uh, Caleb says a Lyft and an Uber is a lot less than a DUI fee. Yes, it is. You see what I mean? Yes, it is. I agree with that. Uh, brother says, look, everyone doesn't do drunk driving. And what would someone uh, and what would someone got to die? So, Charles, try to chill out. Listen to Monty and Jake. They speak facts. I appreciate that. Jaron Eccles says a couple of months ago, my wife got rear-ended by a 19-year-old kid that didn't have a license because he had too many DUIs at 19 years old. And this is another thing. Right. This is another thing. So just because you don't have your license doesn't mean you're not going to drive. Yeah. Right. People are people got to do what they got to do. Charles says blood tests have issues as well. I give up. Well, listen, dude, you're, you're you, you, you've been doing this 35 years. You make your living on it. That's your stance. Yeah. Right. But but what I am telling you is is it's very clear that you're biased in this conversation. You're not yeah. willing to say, yeah, you know, hey, well, if there was a stiffer penalty and you know, maybe there weren't as many loopholes. Yeah, that'd probably make my job a lot harder and people probably wouldn't drink as much. And if you would just say that, I would respect you for that because I yep. respect the fact that you've made your living, you've put food on the table for your family through defending people. And I respect that. Yeah. I don't have an issue with that at all. You don't do something for 35 yeah. years and be bad like, at it. I don't have an issue with yeah, that at all. Not at all. My only issue is, is that is that we're saying, hey, if you're found guilty through reasonable process and proper evidence, that you should not be able to to drive again ever you shouldn't like yeah. what about what about all the people let me ask you this let's rephrase it this way what about all the people like myself who never drink really in public and definitely have never been drunk and then decided to get in the subi and drive it down the 15 what what do we get oh that's right we don't get anything we have to play dodgeball with the people who do drink and drive that's right that's right you know? Uh, Raphael says, my concern about this long of a punishment is that if the dependent was not represented well, this person will be screwed for 18 years, assuming he is truly innocent. That's the risk you take when you drink and drive. And that's, that's the point. And no matter assuming, assuming he is truly innocent. I am not the guy that's going to say that wrongful convictions are rampant because I don't believe they are. Are there people in prison who shouldn't be in prison? There is. Absolutely. Yeah. But I don't believe that wrongful convictions, and I think we need a much stiffer DUI framework. I don't, I don't have any doubt about that. Pipe Piper says, in Portland, I just rode the Max Metro home with friends after a night in the bar. I never had to drive once to change behavior, remove the temptation to do it. And yeah. I don't disagree with that, right? So, so this is yeah. another great point. Like, depending on the city you live in, you may have easier options. Public transportation in a lot of cities is not a great option. It's just not. The way it's set up, the way it works, the Phoenix. way it operates. Phoenix, great example. Now, for Pied Piper, great. You, you know, obviously you have that option, and I commend you for doing that. Yep, totally agree. A couple more on this. Uh, a lifetime ban for driving. Um, a lifetime ban from driving where there was no victim is a wild take. The reason it's a lifetime ban with no victim is because the next time there will be a victim. 
It, because once you do it once, you're you're far more likely to be a repeat away. offender. Staying away. Yeah, you're far more likely to be a repeat offender. Um, bad uh, taillight, get pulled over, blow point oh six, never drive again is an okay punishment for that. Uh, it is because it's you the point oh it's the point oh six part. At point oh six, the law says you shouldn't be driving. The law says you are not capable of driving at point oh six. So what is that? Two beers? Have one beer. If you simply must have a beer while you're on the town, have one beer. If you know that .06, most people will make the statement, oh, and I hear it all the time, .06 is two beers. .06 is one martini. Well, then don't have a martini if you're driving and don't have two beers, have one. How about some self-control? We have to think through this stuff. We have to think through, look at this, look at this situation in, in, in Enoch with this family. Like, we don't want to, and I don't like talking gun crime on this show or gun reform, but at what point is enough enough? At what point are, do we have enough people that are getting killed in DUI accidents where we're like, yeah, not good enough? Anyway, I just thought I'd throw that out there. I, I did not have any yeah. idea. Let's end the show by talking about how crappy your neighbors are. Right. How about that? It's a national takedown your Christmas tree day. Is your Christmas tree still up? And does it annoy you that your, your neighbor still has his lights on his house? <laughs> no. As a resident of South Jordan, let me tell you, there are still many, many homes with Christmas lights. Are you a get-off-my-lawn guy with your neighbors? Or where are you at on it? What's no. Your, no. Um, I don't like it. I don't like it. I think you should have a week after Christmas, and that's it. I th that's it. But why do I, it doesn't impact me. And I think in South Jordan, you have a month. In our HOA, I think you have the month of January and then they all got to be down. But how long do you leave your Christmas tree up? I'm pretty much a New Year's, New Year's weekend Christmas tree down guy. This year we actually didn't have a Christmas tree. Right. Uh, but historically, I've been a New Year's weekend, we take the tree down. Mm -hmm. And historically, I'll, we'll take the lights down the weekend after New Year's. That's it. Yeah. But I can tell you there are people who will wait to the very last allowable day to take their lights and their tree down. <laughs> They're very gotta last the, day. Got to have that Christmas spirit all the way through, man. Do you, I, like, I don't know. Do you guys care? Do you guys care about who leaves their stuff up? You know. Uh, talking with Raphael says, in some cultures, people celebrate the Three Kings Day, which is today. Okay. Okay. Nice. Okay. Uh, let's see. Monty, you are definitely get off my lawn guy. Okay. Luis Capazzo, Luis Capazzo says, tree was down December 26th. Lights are still hanging until I feel like climbing on the roof. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, let's see. Charles M says, are you guys radioing while intoxicated? Prove you're not drunk now. Well, I have to prove it because I'm not driving and there's no law that says I can't broadcast while I'm drunk. So I have to prove it. I have Good to luck. It. What are you going to do? Write me a ticket for... And by the way, no, I'm not drunk. I haven't even, I haven't had a drink in forever. Uh, let's see. AMAC says, I leave the tree and the lights up until the 12th day of Christmas, which is December 5th or 6th. 12th day of Christmas, which is December 6th, depending on who you ask. So you don't even get to Christmas? Uh, Maury Alvarez says, I have my Christmas tree up and my lights out. I leave it up until I get uh, the gumption to take it down, primarily because no one helps me put it away. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> That is that my wife feels well, does exact the exact same way. family help you put it up though? Or what's the deal? True. And Jaron makes a really good point here. If you never take it down, you never have to set it off. That's right. That's see, that's exactly see? right. 
That's exactly right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tanner says, I honestly don't care how long people have their Christmas stuff up. Yeah, I, I probably yeah, living shouldn't. Living in an apartment, people leave lights on their balconies like year-round. Like ooh. they just wrap their balconies in lights. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Brandon Butler. This is a really good point in Utah. I'm waiting for the snow to clear to take down some of my lights. What a winter it's been, too. Yeah, a lot of people's Christmas decorations and lights are buried in snow. Yeah, so good luck. Get the shovel out. Do you like Do you like pay somebody to put your Christmas lights up? Would you ever do that? Uh, yeah, probably. If I had the money, I would, yeah. I love the lights on the I'm roof not, line. I'm not get on the ladder on the roof guy. That's not me. I am pay somebody, support local economy guy to put the lights up. Uh... Kurt Meyer says, with, oh, I'm sorry to hear that, Kurt. With my mother dying and my father being alone, we have left the tree and the lights up longer. Oh. Sorry to hear that, Kurt. Wish you well. Uh, talking with Raphael says, they have the, that jelly light where you don't have to uh, go up and down to install it. No promo. Exactly right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Maury Alvarez says, yes, they did. Okay, so see, that's messed up. They help you put it up, but they're not going to help you take it down. That's the worst. Yeah. Amax says, sorry, duh, I meant January 5th or 6th. Of course you did. Uh, Tanner says, my tree is still up. I probably should take it down soon, but I'm just too lazy. See, huh? own it. Own it, man. Uh, San Diego State says, took the tree down and all the decorations inside and out the day after New Year's. Love it. Love it. Is there a certain enjoyment of reclaiming your house from Christmas? Oh, heck yes. Like, do you like your house being chilled out? I got to be honest with you. And I hope Mrs. Monty's not listening to this because I'm a terrible husband. I admit that freely and right off the top. She's hot. I'm, I'm the not. I'm fat. She's not. She's, you know. Facts. We didn't do any Christmas decorating this year because of her broken arm. I didn't miss it. <laughs> I didn't miss it. I. But the dark secret on the show that Mrs. Monty's probably listening to is he didn't miss the hassle. But you know what I did miss? <laughs> the one thing I did miss, me and Mrs. Monty travel a lot, so we collect Christmas ornaments. Yeah. I missed putting the Christmas ornaments on the tree and talking to Mrs. Monty about where we got them. Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorite things to do every year. I did miss that. The lights around the posts in front of the house and the gate in front of the house and the, the trees and... I will admit, though, that I do enjoy the Christmas spirit. Like, it is really nice during Christmas to drive through daybreak and see all the lights and the kids playing. And, like, it just it, it has a very positive, a lot of positive energy around it. Ooh, Charles. See, we do have things in common. Charles says, when we were kids, we went around collecting Christmas trees to make Christmas tree forts and have rock fights throwing rocks fort to fort. We used to do the exact same thing. Me and Keith Horowitz, my good friend Keith Horowitz. I'm a terrible child. Um, we used to go around and take people's Christmas trees off their patio or off their curb when they'd put them out. And we lived next to like a big like forest preserve. So we had a fort and we would stack all the Christmas trees in the middle of this forest preserve. There was this one spot that was clear. We'd light those Christmas trees on fire with... with don't ever leave lighter fluid for charcoal briquettes around the house. Because <laughs> I swear to God, it, that one year we had like five, six cans you of lighter see, I like fluid. I have simple taste. We soaked the ground in the bottom three trees because we put them in like a triangle. Soaked them all in, in lighter fluid. Stacked up, I, I want to say it was probably like six or seven. 
because um, we had a, we had bikes and we both put chains around our wagons. We also had wagons. Uh, Keith had one of those big wood wagons and we took those sides off of it. We put like six or seven trees on there. That fire went for like an entire day. It was amazing. And at no time did we ever worry about burning the forest down. Because that's what you did as a kid. You used to love lighting those trees Well, on I fire. think since you almost burned the forest down, you should be in prison for a year. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, I think so. You, you're right. Uh, oh, damn. I know exactly Mrs. Monty can hear you. Yeah, <laughs> She's got wife hearing. Trust me. She can hear me. Lopes Fan Gabe, GCU baseball opens the season 218 with number two Tennessee at GCU uh, Ballpark on MLB Network. Dude, Let's isn't go. It sick? Is it, okay, we're doing more baseball this year. We're committed to it. I, I want to do it. Lopes Fan Gabe, you're going to go to spring training with us? We're coming to Mesa. Got Cubs season tickets for spring training. Let's go, man. Uh, Jared Eccles says, wherever I set up Christmas lights, I put my Blackhawk Clark Griswold jersey Let's on. Let's go. go. Attaboy. Let's go. Attaboy. Louis Capazzo says, 55 gallons of JP8 fuel in a bomb crater equals 50-foot flames. <laughs> now you tell me. Now you tell me. Uh, Mitch Davis says, let's go Cubs. Exactly right. Let's go Cubs. BYU baseball is going to all the way this year. See, people love baseball. Yeah. Uh, Charles M. says, jump the bikes over ditches or burning trees. So we used to live by the Desplaines River in Illinois. And we would oftentimes light the Desplaines River on fire with lighter fluid or cans of gasoline. I do remember one year, and I can't remember his name now, Jack or Jackson or one of our friends, um, built a bike ramp from the Lincolnshire Country Club to try and drumple, jump over the Desplaines River into my backyard. You were never going to make that jump, by the way. But we decided, because when you light a river on fire, the fire floats down the river. So, of course, he was going to jump over flames. Are you kidding me? Keith and I lit that river on fire. He jumped over, landed right in the middle of the flames. <laughs> <laughs> he was fine. He was fine. Nothing, band-aids over third-degree yeah. burns. He was fine. But yeah, bikes are amazing. Uh, Dallin says, Christmas lights was always annoying as a kid putting it up. Yeah, yeah but they're cool to look at. Loaf's fan Gabe says, down for spring training games and we'll even have some overrated Portillo's with y'all. Dude, I need crinkle cuts and cheese sauce. I need it. I, I, I need it. Guy, Portillo's is not overrated. It's not Superdog, but Portillo's is not overrated. Uh, get ready for the World Baseball Classic coming back at Miami, then ta Taiwa, Taiwan, uh, Tokyo, and Phoenix. USA playing uh, at Phoenix. Hey, by the way, my guy, Seiya Suzuki for the Cubs. World Baseball Classic. Yeah. Got on the team this year. Uh, Portillo's in lose with some spring training Cubs baseball. Chef's Kish. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Precisely. Mitch. Yes, Mitch. Absolutely. Okay. Can we get one more membership plug? Then we got to get out of here. We got yeah, meetings uh, and things to do. Let's do that. Hey. Yeah, oh, my God. That's right. It's 930. Yeah, already. dude. We got to go. Um, hey, yeah. Join our membership program. There's a link in the comments section. How it works is you join. It's $9.99 a month, right? What you get is exclusive video content on the channel every day for members only. Members are the only ones that can access the videos. You also get access to our exclusive Monty Show members only Instagram group where we do all kinds of things. We are giving away a PS5 in that group as soon as we get our hands on one. Uh, you have to be a member to do that. Uh, we are giving you merch first. We are giving you special merch that you only have access to. 
Um, we chat about games like last night during the Jazz game. We were all sitting on Instagram talking about this guy and that guy and Laurie scoring 49 and how bad Holly Rowe is and all kinds of good stuff. But you only get that when you join the Monty Show exclusive membership group. You do that by clicking that link. Click join, $9.99 a month gets you access to the show 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We love chatting with you guys. You know that the interaction is the best part of this show. Uh, appreciate every one of you, 152 of you watching the show. We have 164 likes. Please give us a thumbs up. That would be amazing. How many subs do we have on the show? The channel now has 9,137. Ninety-one thirty-seven. Hey, how about that? One last one before the show. Anton is a new member. Let's go, Anton. Welcome Appreciate to the club. You. Make sure if you have joined our membership group, you DM Jake. Follow him on Instagram. Send him a DM. SLC, SLC Jake. Jake. SLC Jake. Tanner, you're welcome. Louis Capasso, thanks for your service. Have a great weekend. Until Monday. Say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.